Oh, nigga, you don't understand. Mayday! Mayday! What the fuck is this shit? Nigga, these niggas in the wrong goddamn galaxy, nigga. I got you. I got you. Turn this motherfucker around. Nah, nigga. Fuck that shit. Fuck what we was going. Turn this motherfucker around. We gonna handle this motherfucking business. Real motherfucking quick and simple. Hey, hey, Dean, what's wrong with you, man? Hey, you smell hey. that? Man, it's about to be some Dean dogs over here. Oh shit, is it? You're not smoking? No, man, I'm out of weed, nigga. Oh shit, that's the AI, Rachel. Rachel. What? Rachel, the AI is on he fire. Cooking. He cooking. I know. I just walked past his little little board and. Yeah, it says dead. But, I mean, I did warn you up front when we first got on the ship that he was finicky and he was defective. Well, he controls everything on the ship. What the fuck are we going to do now? Well, if you'll NASA give me a minute. Well, no, if you'll give me a minute, I can go in the back. I have an older model, and it works perfect. I, I preferred it before they upgraded. and But, okay. anyway. Right. Well, go ahead and uh, do what you do then. Hook it on up. Is that it? Is he just gone? Is he is he dead? dead? Is he dead? He's dead, guys. all hooked up and I'm gonna turn him on uh hello AI are you active yes this is Diltron 5000 uh where am I ah we've got a uh got an AI again bruh uh, okay what's up Diltron well um we are currently around earth being annoyed by some fucktards but it's all good how you doing Diltron I'm doing very well thank you for asking how are y'all doing he has a less annoying voice than the last one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. Uh, well, I'll back up and running. Uh, Diltron, hit that intro for us. All right, I got you. To the mothership, bitches. Hey, what's up? We are back for another week on the SS Who That podcast. This is your boy B here, and like always, we have with us again the Captain Demario. What's up, bro? What up? What up? What up? Man, we back for another week. 
And then we have the first mate, Matthew Steigelman. What's up, guys? How's it going? I swear your name sounds like... like I want to hear Arnold Schwarzenegger try to say Steigelman! 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 <laughs> and we have the beautiful, beautiful... Y'all need, I can't wait to get to the part about the pictures. Are we putting those on the page? Can we put, are we putting sure, those? we can. Yes. The beautiful Rachel, how you doing this week? Wonderful. She has given me... Some kind of bloody Mary from hell. <laughs> it's hot as fuck. It is hot as shit. But how y'all doing this week? Y'all had good weeks? Yeah. 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 What's been going on? Um, um, I went and checked out the new Annabelle. It was cool. Oh, uh, say word. Yeah. It, I mean, it was all right. You know what I mean? Like, Was it whole, money grab? No, I don't feel like it was. I feel like right. it's another legitimate installment to the series. But at the same time, like, there's not a lot of, like, Annabelle horror in it it's you have to watch it it's it's annabelle's in it but really it tells the story of three or four other different you know critters and creatures and demons and shit you know Mm -hmm. they set it up for a franchise well yeah they've already they're already like five or six movies into that series are they for real conjurings the nun annabelle annabelle got three movies alone Uh, yeah that's true yeah and then the conjuring has what two uh, I, don't, I don't watch those no more. Like, yeah. yeah, it's either two yeah. or three. Yeah, I guess you're not too big in. No, I just don't like toys, too. man. The toy, I can watch horror films and, and all that. Just when it's a, like a, a doll or a toy, it creeps me out. It's my yeah. spot. Chucky. God, don't fuck with him. Fuck him. <laughs> the new child's play is getting ready to come out. Man, now. I hope it does horrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. They got a uh, what? Luke Skywalker. Do you play Luke Skywalker? Yeah. Yeah. That's the voice of Chucky. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, which he does, star. he does the Joker on Batman, the animated great. series. Yeah, yeah so he does the, the one from the '90s. He was fucking awesome. He yeah, like he sounds nothing like his normal self. Right, right. What is his real name again? Was it Mark Hamill? Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. yeah Mark yeah. Hamill. Okay, you asked the right person. Yeah, yeah. Man, he yeah. went right on the text. Right, right. When we started that topic, I didn't remember his name, but by the end, I had that shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> Are we still going to a cosplay event? Oh yes, I so want to that, so bad. That, that, I haven't looked into it. Like, like Star Wars and shit. Yeah, I, I want to be. What's the black guy from Star Trek? Oh, from Star Trek. Oh, okay. Yeah, with the, with the, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh not Jordy. What I switched it all the way up on so, that. What's this dude from Reading Rainbow? What is What's what's the dude from? Oh my God, Lamar Burton. Boom. Or Lamar Burton. Yes, if I can go. Thank you. 200 points yeah. to Casey in the back. Thank you. Breon came through. Yeah. Black yeah. history facts. Lamar Burton <laughs> went to space. He was Kenta Kunte and he taught us how to read. Yeah. Black dressed up as him. Yeah. yeah. So we got to get you one of them hair scrunchies, you know, <laughs> so you put over your eyes like a visor. <laughs> I can see um, I'm going to hit Amazon up. Okay. Yeah. You got it. We're doing Star Trek? Yeah. Hell no, yeah. y'all can do Star Wars. I'm just going to switch it up. They ain't ready the- for it. I'm, I'm gonna be the Flash. Fuck it. Flash. I know nothing DC. about nothing. So you have seen Poison Ivy, which was yeah. an amazing. Answer. Yeah, I mean, I I got safe. that, but don't ask me about Star Wars, Star Trek, no, you no, no. anything stars. Okay. <laughs> She's on a sci-fi you podcast. Poison Ivy, they're gonna talk about whatever you want to talk about. Right. Yeah. I don't know Star Trek. Well, I mean, whatever you Poison Ivy, let's talk about flowers then. I mean, because you're gonna be really if we're gonna beautiful, you can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> If we're gonna do cosplay though, I kind of want to go as something from. Uh, oh God, I say it and then I lose it. Has no face in it. No face, Dick Tracy. 
No, uh, it's an anime. What that took my Oh, I don't know. Anime. Oh, I, I look, I got y'all. Yeah, I don't tiptoe anime. Nah, no face. Hold on. No face. Dude, that's Google. What do you mean? Right. I don't know. What about uh? You guys ever saw Preacher? The show Preacher? No. Oh, uh, it's based based off a graphic novel, and it's got a guy. What is it? I think it's Ass Face. Ass Face. Yeah, look, and he <laughs> blew his face out with a shotgun. Uh, so oh. and he didn't die. So when it like healed and grew back, it's puckered like an asshole. Oh, like, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty terrible. Whoa, what the hell? Yeah, ass so, face, ass face. Y'all look this up on this anime yeah. yet? Yeah, it. Spirited Away. Spirited Away. I don't know okay. anything about that. You know about that, Brandon? Uh, yeah, I, I started to watch half of it. I ain't make it through it. Though. Okay, all right. It's a wonderful movie. You got a great life lesson. Yeah. Let your children watch it. They might have nightmares, but okay. it's a great life lesson. Oh, <laughs> no, thank you for the, the no face you. person is like black with a white face. That's like a ghoul, I think. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, all right. So, I've seen clips of it, but not much. Rachel, what do you got us? Uh, don't slam that glass either. You slamming the fucking glass down? <laughs> Can't set the motherfucker down. Sorry. So, what do you got for us today, Rachel? What's on the line now? So, uh, well, we, we, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just had to smack Matt because he, he's fidgeting with shit. He really about to get his ass whooped up in here real quick. All right, go ahead. What you My got? Bad. Well, let, let's just go ahead and let Matt talk about the, uh, the upcoming automotive world. Um, what, what was it you, you, we were talking about before the podcast? Fiat, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, let me see here. So. Yeah, uh, Jay Ramey, an uh, associate editor for the Auto Week, explains that the next gen- next generation of the Fiat 500 will take a big step f- toward a greener future uh, by becoming an Italian automaker's battery electric luxury hatchback. Um, Auto Express reports. Uh, so is it like all of what? is it like a tiny hatchback? It's kind of, it's kind of like my car, but it's, they're gonna revive revive re- revive it. Yeah, rev- I can't say it. what the hell. Revive it. Revive it. Um, and just make it. They're going fully electric. Is yeah, that what you're saying? Basically. Okay. Um, um, does it have a MSRP like a price? Not yet. Um, I think it's coming out in 2021. Volkswagen, they're getting ready to re-release the uh, the bus, which I was super yeah, I excited that. about. But I think that price that price is going to be out of my reach. So yeah, I, I think need so. all of our viewers to subscribe and donate my because I'd like a Volkswagen bus. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, They've got that one. Twenty bus, huh? The two thousand twenty bus. Is it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's coming out next year, isn't it? Yeah, I, I guess. I don't. I know that they've got it yeah, set up where it's going to have the auto. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be the automatic driving, like the uh, like the Tesla, and then it's also going to have it where like the parents can ro- like like revolve the seats around and like play play games with their kids and shit and it's the Jetsons yeah it's it's gonna be a bad motherfucker but yeah, it's gonna be an expensive motherfucker too okay if you get one of those can we can we go tour around on it yeah all of us just load the fuck up with right. all the gear set the mics just, up yeah, yeah. yeah. it'll be dope yeah I'd wanna uh, I wanna hit like Chicago Colorado guys let's hit we need a Volkswagen bus. Uh, donate. Um, let's get a GoFundMe going. Yes. Hey, I so, will put a GoFundMe together <laughs> for us to get a Volkswagen so yes, bus. So, it's, it's supposed to come out in 2020. Um, <coughs> it's supposed to be, like, really freaking badass. I got some pictures here. Uh, yeah. No. Volkswagen, get in contact with us. 
Please. Right? Yeah. We, we, we will. Get a sponsorship. Right. I'll drive Volkswagen right. every 36 look seconds. <laughs> yeah, look. Show, show yeah. them. Yeah, hey, look. Check look, this out. The seats and stuff, the customizations. We'll post a link up on the page. Oh, wow. So y'all be able to I? check it all help out. Us, help stuff us too. get to the Volkswagen. Help us get the Volkswagen. I need one of those in my life. Right <laughs> now. You can travel around. You don't have to stay. We will definitely do podcasts from the road. That would be so cool. And look, look at that. Well... Nice. That's cool. Let's kind of let's kind of this in a little bit to uh, some stuff going on here in the uh, U.S. right now. Brandon. Uh, All right, now I can talk about the Democratic debate. I'm sorry, I just had to get that off my chest. But um, I was watching uh, earlier because I'm in the politics. I like to know like what what dumb person is gonna like run again. Yeah, the future. I'm Bernie Sanders all the way. BernieSanders.com. Go donate. Ernie, get in contact with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> we would love to have you. But, like, he did great as always. But everybody's talking about uh, um, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and um, Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. And, like, they did a, a, a pretty good job. But, honestly, <clears throat> and this is just my opinion, if you like watching it, at what, what point in politics do you get tired of them just talking about the same thing, like, continuously? Because... If you're on a the merry-go-round about about topics over and over again, mm-hmm. because I I watched up to half live and then I just caught the highlights of the, of the second half because I was like, all right, mm-hmm. we're just gonna talk about the same thing again and again and again. Like, we need new people asking questions, and then maybe we'll get some new answers. Because I, I, I really feel like they're like when it comes to the candidates now. It's 20 of them. They had to do two yeah, debates. Yeah, I saw that. It looked like a it's, game show. Yo, for real. It looked like a game show. I was like, like, what game show is it? It's all old white man. I don't know. <laughs> all, <laughs> and like, they're just giving like softball. Like, like the question that you already know they have to answer. They have to talk about. I'm sorry if I'm far away. That they have to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I just want some new questions being asked. Like, And I'm not saying like from the youth or anything, but... Who are they polling? Who are they? Has anybody ever been for real polled? No. Anybody ever been like, no. They've been pulling that shit out of thin air. Thirty-two percent of America's like, like We need some new people just asking the questions because it's just the same old pattern over and over. Right. And and some of these people like seem reputable, seem like they have a past, like in a record. Mm-hmm. But if you just keep giving them the same softball questions, it's just like, all right, yeah, of course you have to say you feel that way about climate change of course you you love the children and want to do something about our education mm-hmm. but <laughs> and don't you love it when they give them answers like there's no there's no actual answer they're like so you know how do you feel about our economy and they're like i'm gonna fix the economy i'm gonna make it real good <laughs> like, <laughs> and they're like well how are you gonna do that by fixing it by fixing it all <laughs> yeah by yeah. fixing all right of in it. front of your eyes yeah <laughs> i'm gonna fix it all and that's that's the problem i have with a lot of politicians they don't they don't give solutions. They give answers. The, no, the one solution that that you always hear: we got to get America back to work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got to so, get them back to work. You know, I'm gonna Where lower taxes. I'm gonna blah 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 blah. blah. You know, I liked. Uh, I don't remember his name, but it was a candidate. He wasn't a presidential candidate, but um, he was a politician in Hawaii. Did you ever see that video? Of that young guy that he was giving some. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah I don't remember his state name. representative. Yeah, yeah yeah something like yes. And then uh, a lot of Republicans don't like AOC, but I fuck with the AOC. You know what I mean? Yeah, she yeah. being there saying Miss Cortez. Yeah, she being there yeah. saying 
everything they don't want a motherfucker to say. Yeah, that's that's why I'm so Bernie. I'm pro Bernie because first off, shout out to AOC because she's with a lot of Bernie's politics. But he's really that that old uncle that just rants and he can just steer anything back to what the fuck he want to rant about in the first place. <laughs> like, right. he'll, he'll do that. You ask him about. Uh, about some random like overseas stuff him like well no it's connected to our policies over here and we need to and he'll just start running about college has got to be free now <laughs> like, we have, and we have to break up banks and he just starts running right. about the same thing but he's he's pointing his fingers and shit <laughs> he's always pointing that yeah, yeah. I think we need to elect that guy that didn't comb his hair but right. you're right though like he is like an uncle like there there needs to be crushed beer cans laying around him <laughs> no, like sitting in a that. sofa just he like I think that <laughs> and it's like whoa student debt needs to be wiped out yeah we need to, we need to everybody needs to give up <laughs> so where are you at Brandon with Kamala how you um, feeling about that I think a lot of uh, African Americans are torn on that one uh honestly man I said we gotta just look at a record of what she's done and and what she hasn't done for me I, I try to find the faults cause they always gonna like big up what you do that's why you, you know what I'm saying? They're going to make your reputation sound really, really nice. But what hasn't she done? What lacks? What isn't there? What, right. what actual paperwork has your name on it attributed to, you know, acts for your people? Right. Because I'll be honest, I'm not of the of the sort that just sees Obama legisl- legislation-wise. Mm-hmm. I don't see what he really just did for black people like this. So I, that that doesn't just win me over like, you're now you black. I don't think... Like, I don't think that was the point, man. Like, I, feel like, I think he steered away from just doing things for black people because America expected him to do things for black people. You yeah, know what I mean? Exclusively. You should do what you're expected to do. <laughs> you should. You, you, you definitely should. But like with her, though, it's like, okay, he was the first one. So that's just historical, and he didn't have any scandals, and he did it like with grace. Cool. Right. But now, all right, you're the second one. What have you done now? Because the first one, it was amazing. I was excited. But you now, I can vote now, yeah. And I'm actually thinking about it, and it's not just the excitement of making history. What are you? What are you? And I know people are gonna be like making history because she'll be the first like woman president. But more than that, like you're going up against Bernie in my in my book, yeah. Because I, can I don't pull think up a video that... from 30 years ago and he's still doing it. So with her, I just look at a record a record of what's not there, and and from the debate, she had a strong racial stance of how she felt now. And how she feels about like what certain policies are now, and that's cool. But I just want to see your record. You've been in politics how long? Right. Well, what have you done? Because anybody can feel a certain way now. Hillary did that all the time. Right. <laughs> right. What do you have in your bag? I don't. I don't know if the uh, if the Democratic Party is going to let Bernie get that nod. You know. I really don't. They're I want not. him to. Oh God! You know that. Fuck you, shoot my guy again, these bastards. Yeah, and we're gonna end up with a fucker like Biden in there. Like, like why? why? I can understand his vice president, but like he was a cool vice. But you ain't even got it, bro. You been through a lot, bro. You just yeah, just <laughs> a piece. But, but I don't you think, ain't got to come back into no, public like that. You can no. just relax, Biden. And I don't think anybody's feeling him like that. Though. No, you got a medal already. You got yeah. that purple, the purple ribbon thing. The purple heart. Purple heart. Yeah, man, you good, Biden. Chill, yeah, so. relax, sit down. Just, right. You know, you cool. We need the ranting uncle. Right. I feel you. I feel you. So, did you have something you uh what was that video you were telling me about Rachel? oh it's just a bullshit video that i found on twitter what was someone it? posted something um 
well, it was a video of yeah, these right. two people, or I guess it was a couple, in the middle of a subway while it's rolling through New York City with a ping pong table set up and they're playing like extreme ping pong in the middle of all these people. Like, who the fuck does that? Right, right. Can you um can you find it again and post it to the page? I just found it. Yes, I can. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. Make sure that goes up on the page. That's amazing. He's sitting down and doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's love. That's cool. Yeah, I just want to know who who comes up with it. Yeah, that's it. That's love. That's love. Like, hey, baby, what you feel like doing today? You want to go play ping pong on the subway? Right. Next to all the homeless shit and piss on the floor. (laughs) They had the real romance. They had that table up. He got the front and she held the back as they came down the steps in the subway (laughs) and got to the train. And they set that whole thing up purposefully just to go. Yeah. Just to get back and forth. (laughs) Weird. Right, right. They knew they were going to be famous. Right. So, today we have, uh, we've got two guests that are going to be on here. And one is uh, Breon Houston, and he's going to be talking about a camp he has for kids in a, in a boxing gym here in town. Dr. Hines. Yes, Dr. Hines Boxing Gym. And, and then we have Nene. He's our, he's our main guest, and we're going we're gonna to dive into his life a little bit. So um, we're going to roll into Breon first. Before we do that, we're going to hand it to Adam Hebrink for your sports minute. I'm Adam Hebrink, and this is your ATB Sports Break. In NBA news, the Atlanta Hawks have acquired guard Alan Crabb, a conditional 2020 first-round draft pick, and the draft rights to guard Nikhil Alexander-Walker from Brooklyn for forward Toreen Prince and a 2021 second-round draft pick. The Pistons have signed forward Markeith Morris and guard Tim Frazier. The Miami Heat have waived guard Ryan Anderson. The Orlando Magic have re-signed guard Terrence Ross to a four-year contract. Uh, Signed forward Alfarik Aminu to a three-year contract. They waived center Timothy Mozgov. And this is just a couple of them. I'm not going to name every single one, but you guys get the gist here. Everybody's making big moves. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, have named Brian Gates the assistant coach. Kings have waived guard Frank Mason. The Chicago Bulls have named Chris Fleming and Roy Rogers assistant coaches and Paul Miller assistant to the head coach. Uh, they promoted coaching interns Chris Kent to video coordinator Portland Blazers signed Mario Hazanja and Anthony Tolliver. Chicago Bulls have signed guard Adam Makoka to a two-way contract. The Lakers agreed to terms with forward Jared Dudley on a one-year contract. Back to the Hawks, they signed forward Cam Reddish. Back to the Bulls, uh, they signed guard Kobe White. Pacers have signed forward Jakeenan Gant and guards uh, Brian Bowen and CJ Wilcox. Uh, the Lakers signed guard Zach Norvell Jr. And those are the uh, the big pickups over the week, and that's going from July 1st to uh, July 6th. Um, those are just some of the big pickups. I expect a lot of people to be uh, moving their pieces around, trying to get everything, see what what's going to fit. This sports broadcast is brought to you by Across the Board. So today on Who That Podcast, our first guest up is going to be Breon. He's with the Columbia Boxing Club. He's got some things going on that he wants to tell us about. He, um, <clears throat> he's got something going on for the kids, too. 
something so parents you know keep an eye out if it's something you want for your kids but oh uh, yeah um shout out to who that thank you for having me on there shout out to me you know that's my favorite hey, boxing brother so yeah you know yeah we got a actually got a camp going on shout out to dr hines he's been doing this for uh like about 40, 30 40 years yeah 40 retired years. And I'm like, right now we so overwhelmed. I'm like, I don't know how he did it. Yeah, <laughs> we trying to do it. We trying to do it this first year. So you know, but um, we got We actually have a camp for the kids ages six through sixteen, 16. starting next Saturday, July sixth through August third. And there would be boxing drills, and the kids they would have to compete to get a medal. That they would have to completely finish the drills to get a medal. But everybody will yeah. be getting certificates. And shirts, but the medal has to be earned, just like if you're really doing competition. Yeah, and stuff. They really got to be able to do what we do. <laughs> this is no participation awards. Yeah, you're you're gonna get a certificate. Yeah. You're gonna get a shirt. You know, but you know, in yeah, boxing, gotta, nothing yeah. is given. It's not. Right, it's right. not baseball. It's not football. Right. It's not basketball. So you know what I'm saying? It's like boxing. it's individual workouts, but it's still a team sport. Mm-hmm. But right. you have to be able to earn it yourself you know yeah so okay yeah, we got that going on for the kids so nah, it's, that, it's, that ain't gonna be no you were just here right you, you got one um, <laughs> okay so, yeah but i mean so hopefully we get some new fighters out of this okay. that's the goal you know you're trying next to generation. revive the, the yeah, genre well i can tell you this has revived boxing because next year is going to be crazy i can tell you that the next game I mean, really, you know, just the Monday through Thursday schedule will probably be even crazier after this, though. So Because we, we usually are in there uh, Monday through Thursday, and it's pretty private. Yeah. And it's been like that for years because, I mean, nobody was really just boxing. If you came down there, you might stay for like a week or so and then realize you don't like It's just too much. It's a different. It's a, and with this summer camp with the kids, it's really going to teach them determination because boxing makes you really question yourself. <laughs> yeah. Boxing will make you really, really think about how, how bad you want to get in shape. Like, if you really want to, um, like, really tackle yourself and shit. You know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. so, it'll really help the kids that are, are going to be there. We got, like, 40 of them, right? Yeah, we got, like, about 44 now. <laughs> about 44 with everybody Man. signing in and stuff like that. I 44 mean, deep and... I tell you, like it's it's gonna be an amazing like like the culture of of the the community where like so many kids and a lot of girls. Like we got yeah, a, we a lot of girls. We got a lot of girls that in are there. gonna be boxing. Right on. Also. <laughs> are you yeah. gonna you gonna go down there? Sure, why not? I'll punch somebody. <laughs> so I mean, but it's it's gonna be great, like for the community and for people who are not familiar with boxing. It's gonna show you that basically what this camp is going to do there's no sparring in there so what this camp is really going to show you is boxing is more than just getting in a ring and punching somebody it's endurance it's strength it's, it's attitude signs. you know because that's the first thing of a champion it's like how they carry themselves their attitude you know right so i mean it, it's going a lot of them gonna break we gonna break them yeah so, <laughs> we gonna break them <laughs> it ain't no oh i don't want to do this i don't want nah you doing it you hear you doing it you know what i'm saying so, so what? What are the ages? The ages right. The ages right now for the camp are six through sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Are, do you know what ages you're going to be teaching? Yeah, I'm, I got eleven and twelve. Eleven and twelve. I so got six and seven years. Yeah. Yeah. So give me a rundown of 
what you're gonna do with the 11 and 12 year olds like give well, me- i mean we're, we're gonna you know stretching is important so we we all talked about that as the group everybody in the on the team all the coaches like do a pre-stretch before we get into every all the activities then break them up into groups and then you know just do little drills that what we do you know what i'm saying right like uh they're gonna do everything that we do basically on a normal warm up day besides sparring. They're not gonna hit each other, but you know, jump ropes, uh, speed bags, speed rounds. They're gonna run, which everybody hates running. I hate running myself to this day, but I, I have to run, so right, you know. But the thing that I hate the most, I'm not gonna lie, was the circles. But I got used to them because it's, it's like making my calves like. What do you mean the circles? Like it's just the basic movements, movements in boxing when you just circle around the ring. Like, oh, just, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's just a real good warm up though. Man, like, man. Like, it makes you it gets your calves right though. Yeah, right. You remember in school when the, the the what was it called the horse shuffle? How you do the horse shuffle like to the side? Like yeah, you just I, know, to the side I know. What you're, around, you're, you're doing that around the ring, and three minutes is long. Like when you are just going at a certain pace and you got to keep your hands up and, yeah. and somebody yells out switch. So just that alone, like these very like like simple exercises, is uh, is still gonna get them warmed up and and, they, and it's a different type of tire when you got to go and do that three times and then uh, heavy bag. What's the what's the cycle we got? It's the the ring heavy bag. Then it goes to the double ended double, bag. Double ended uh, speed bag. Yeah, um, like there's a whole. So yeah, like, but you're learning the technical form of it, but in the pursuit of learning it, you're gonna be exhausted. But in a good way, like you're gonna find that thing that like that that attracts you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I like the double ended bag because I just I'm hyper all the time, so it makes me move. Yeah. But um, my son likes the heavy bag because he just wants to punch things right now because he's six. That's that's you know for you, I mean? Rachel. The heavy yeah. bag. <laughs> But yeah. then at the same time, it's the summertime too. It's really gonna put them to the test because when you working out in that heat, man, I used to drop like. 10 pounds a day no lie just working out oh wow. heat, you know it, it's Matt, you should go down there and uh they do free, it's it's free right yeah it, it's it? free yeah monday now the camp for the kids isn't free no the camp for the kids well, kids it wasn't free like we're already signed up for that we're booked okay so, booked you know <laughs> but uh there'll be next year though so right you know, and, right. um we'll discuss that like uh, when it gets, gets time to become a next year for the next camp because we had to get everything situated for that but it's Monday through Friday, okay. uh, six thirty to eight. I mean, Monday through Thursday. Cause I'm, yeah, I'm off. What Friday and Sunday from work? So no, yeah. but I mean they'll be open by the time you get off. Oh yeah, mo- yeah. That's how you can build that endurance, right? I can go in there, work out and stuff, and just maybe just toughen their ass up a little bit. What the hell? <laughs> but no, I was I was Epsom salt for the first like two weeks. Right. Yeah. Be good. You can do it as soon as you get off work. And you'll never know how, like, until you do that three minutes doesn't sound like it's hard or anything, oh, no. but three minutes is really three <laughs> minutes of hell because yeah, it's like, yeah. it's a continuous three minutes. Like, every time you do something, you might get a, like, 30-second break. Yeah. But from my experience in boxing, I never knew how good water tasted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until when no, you need it, no, you know. Yeah. no lie. It's, it's a different taste when you sweating, dripping. And you just want some water. You don't even swallow the water. You just put it in your mouth and just spit it back out. You're like, oh, my gosh. It's so good. Like, water tastes like Kool-Aid. Right, right. <laughs> now, are you, are you the owner? No. I, I, no, I just used to um, fight for Doc, so, you know. Okay. So the doc yeah, what's your record like? Man, I was a tournament fighter. I was a Golden Gloves fighter. I was a Metro oh, Olympics. They just told me to go to the tournaments and fight, and I showed up and won. So, you know, wow. I didn't really keep count of the record books, you know. It was like a couple tournaments I didn't win, but let's put it like this. I got two Golden Gloves. I got two Metro Olympics. So, 
And these are fights to where you got to fight like three days in a row. You know what I'm saying? You fighting back to back. So right. think about you doing a, like a basketball tournament. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like double elimination or something like that. Every time you get hit after your first fight, you sore. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Think about you yeah. got to get back up and do it the next day. And right. you have to maintain your weight. So, I mean, it's real dedication. You know what I'm saying? It's hard work. It was times that I was like, man, God, please, don't let me get knocked out. I'm done after this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I be thinking that in the ring. So, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, it taught me a lot. It made me a better person as a whole. That's why, like, um, we all talked about that. Like, as being grown men, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's why we're pushing it so hard for the kids to try to save yes. as many kids as we can, like Doc did. So, right. you know, because, you know, that boxing gym. It, it holds its own place in all of our hearts, you know what I'm saying? So right. that's right. why we ain't never left it yet. <laughs> uh-huh. And this, so. this this summer camp is really gonna um gonna gonna boost that, like, cause more people need to know about Doc. He's a he's a man that has his own business, been in the community for 40 years, been, and been teaching kids and keeping them off the street for 40 years for free. Oh yeah, and we're also having yeah, him, we're also having an appreciation day for Doc September 21st. It's like long overdue. It's gonna long be like overdue. a lifetime achievement award and i think that he deserves it he needs it so you know what i'm saying we 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 got that coming up for him too after this camp so okay you know, yeah. beware and then you know what i'm saying i also got a, a couple pro fighters coming down to help you know that's fighting on the uh, tri-star state card like um one of the ones that i knew that's coming down for sure that already gave me the date because they you know they fight august 17th is uh Rodell Mays, Super Mays Jr., he's coming down, you know what I'm saying, to help out with the kids, take pictures, sign autographs, and stuff like that. So, right. and then, you know, it's just every year just to try to do something special for the kids to keep them coming back and back, you know what I'm saying, want them because we want them to want to do it, you know what right. I'm saying? Right, yeah. So, I mean, because, like, we going to know if they want to do it because when they come back after it's their first workout, you know what I'm saying, we going to know. Cause yeah. like it's 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 about to get real. So. Well, let me tell you, from being a dad that's got got kids in sports, naturally, when a kid is gonna be exhausted for the first time like that, they're gonna say they don't want to come back. Oh, I don't want to do it. I'm tired. I want to sit home. And the key is the parents have got to encourage them not to tap out. Yeah, you know? I mean, but I, I can't say that for all kids. And my little boy loves it. You know right. what I'm saying? He. He's six, and he he asks me, "Daddy, can we go to the gym?" You know what I'm saying? Right. And he's gonna he's gonna work out, you know. Right. So, and I mean that's yeah, I, I say no that for lie. all of our kids. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? No lie. So right. I mean it's just like it's how you discipline, like you know what I'm saying. I can say our kids, you know, they're ahead of the game right now when it comes to physics, physics and stuff right. like that. Like they're more aggressive than the normal kid would be. But like they I mean, right you gonna either love it or you gonna hate it. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. And it, and I think. As far as uh, males goes, you know what I'm saying? I think that a lot of males, you know what I'm saying, need to be in it. Need that structure. You know what I'm saying? They, they need discipline. that discipline. You right. Know what I'm saying? Right. They, they need it. I mean, and it, that's all they can, that's all it's really going to teach you, discipline and confidence. Right. I mean, because it's like, you know, even in sparring, when you're not going to win every fight, you might not win every boxing fight. I mean, people have done it, some ain't. But, I mean, it's just building up that confidence level, you know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. when you look another human being in his eye and you know you're about to go to war and he's sitting right there right in front of you staring you in your soul, that's right. a different feeling. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nice. So, so, I mean, and that's where the discipline comes in. Right. So. so, you think, Rachel, Matt, you think we could get y'all to do a week down there and, like, document it for that week? Uh, yes. Fuck yeah. 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 I'm yeah. down for it. <laughs> okay. So we Great. Matt, I'm gonna put you in in uh 
in charge of kind of documenting y'all's to like progress while you're there. All right, so sounds fine. good. Well, yeah. first let me let me I ask: mean, Will y'all get, accept us to come down there? Because yeah. yeah, I mean, like we're we're open to the community, so I mean, we don't discriminate. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. anything positive. I mean, that's uh, you know, because that's all what we're about. Like just putting light on the gym and stuff like that. It, it's all good. So you know, I let Doc know. You know, I let Wesley know. You know, yeah. all the J one, all the all the all the heads. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So. I'm pretty sure they ain't gonna have a problem with it. Yeah, I yeah. want them. Yeah, yeah. 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 they want yeah. experience yeah. for a week. Yeah, so that's 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 right. Monday through Thursday. That'll be from like uh, six to eight thirty. Like, um, I can tell you, like, just like uh, to really get the full benefit of it. Like, you know, what I'm saying I don't know what y'all do in your personal life, but whatever you do in your personal life, just like so, if you smoke, drink, or anything, just stop that for a week. Box. And feel the difference in your body. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I guarantee you 100%. Anything that you were doing before, you're going to be able to do it a thousand times better. So, you know? I know I'll, I get up around like 4 o'clock. Well, excuse me, 4.30. Um, on, on, on the week. So... Um, but I could probably make it there by six, six thirty, seven o'clock. No, this is no, this is what the fuck you gonna do. I know you don't. I'm gonna go home. I'm clean up. Do that. No, fuck you and that. You're gonna pack Damn. your gym bag. You're gonna pack your fucking gym bag. When you get off of work, you're gonna dry your ass over to the gym. You're gonna change, and you're gonna work out. Then you can take your ass home and do all that pretty boy white boy shit. <laughs> but you're not gonna do that beforehand. They don't give a fuck about your hair in that gym. No, I mean I wasn't <laughs> gonna do that shit. Like, oh shit! What the fuck? You got off at four. You could be there by seven. Yeah. What the fuck home, were take, you doing? Take a chill pill. No, like, you're gonna a take shop. a shower. You're gonna do your hair. You're like, <laughs> no, oh, it's no, no. I want y'all to find the biggest, angriest nigga in there and have him punch the shit out of Matt <laughs> right upside that fucking hair right there. That's what I want. The way that we actually do the sparring. <laughs> It's like based on individuals' uh, skill set. Like it might, you might be able to spar within a week. You might be able to spar within three months. So I mean, I have a great idea. What about at the end of the week we let Matt spar Rachel? <laughs> let them battle it out. <laughs> and I think that right there was probably the joke. It broke the camel's back for Matt. I hate that too. Maybe I took the joke too far. I'm not sure. But uh, it was just funny at the time. I apologize. Okay. So, Brian, for everybody that's interested in the gym, let's do the first part. This isn't the kid. This is if you want to come down to the uh, Columbia Boxing Club. Where, what's the address? Do you know the address? No, nah, we really don't have an address. It's just right behind the um, the furniture store on Nashville Highway, right next to you. Uh, what is it's it? World Finance. Right. It's <laughs> it's behind the Harbor Freights complex. It's yeah. not that building, but it's so, the it's, yeah. You will see it. You will see the banner outside. It'll say yeah. Columbia Boxing Club. Yeah, it's in the back of that complex though. The hidden sanctuary. Yeah, it's it's ducked off. It's ducked off. You gotta know. Mm, so. You know, you know. That's cool. Yeah. And, and I mean, but like for anybody, you know, <clears throat> just to tell you straight up, you know what I'm saying? Anybody wants to come out there, you know, like when you first get out there, like uh, this for adults, you know, Doc's gonna ask you, what are you here for? <laughs> you yes. know what I'm saying? Like, what do you wanna do? Do you wanna work out or do you wanna compete? Mm-hmm. Do you, what's your plans, you know? So, I mean, 
this nowhere you come in there for. Like, just don't think that, oh, my first day I'm hopping in the ring or gonna, et cetera, et cetera. No, you know what I'm saying? You got to prove yourself yeah, you're in a boxing get in that gym. ring. You know what I'm saying? This is a real live boxing gym, people. So mm -hmm. those that have watched Creed and <laughs> right, right. this is a real live boxing gym. What so, I mean, it, it, it's levels to it. Let's put it like that. There it's levels go. to it. Like it, it's levels to it. So I mean, just just know your stuff. Be dedicated. I mean, everything else is a go. You know. Yeah. Mm. And just watch and learn. Yeah, that's the best thing to do. Just I watch and learn. What you know? <laughs> so you watch somebody. We had talked about it before, Brian. I know they don't let you just come in there and step in the ring, but I would. What I would like to do, I'd like to come in there, go in the ring with no anything, get my ass whooped if that's what happens, <laughs> then train and go back in there later to kind of see the difference. Oh. Could we make that happen? I mean. I'm pretty sure that you know what I'm saying we can we can, I can talk to the people I'm pretty sure we'll see you know well, what I'm saying I, we've never can I box you Brian? Brian can I box you can you box me yes <laughs> why you wanna box me I know you I know you I'm the small guy you want the small guy no I mean you came with a big ass <laughs> nigga in there so you won't hurt him that bad he's gonna be like this is Pac I'm not gonna I have no energy I haven't stepped in the gym in forever I Obviously, my I, mean, I, I can tell you, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure that wouldn't be a problem. But, like, even when I, I remember when I first started, there was this one guy. Uh, he, oh. We used to call him the preacher. He used uh. to come there because he was a preacher, for real. He was a preacher. What? He had the church on Troutwood. He had moved to Memphis. Um, name was Kurt Brothers. Mm. And um, I remember when I first started boxing, like, he used to give me hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. And I remember when my skill set persists, I, I, like, got better. I remember the day that I bet. like, hold up. I just dominated this guy. And right. he was just whooping me. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I was like, dang, I'm really getting good. You know what I'm right. saying? I was, at, so, I was at work and had that same moment. Um, with, uh, a guy asked me if I knew Terry Anderson and, and, and Jed, who was just up there. And I had that same moment of, like, Dang, they used to. I remember um, Terry Anderson. You, he told me when I first started, like, every time your hand drops, I'm gonna bap you in the side of the head. And I thought he was gonna be like just taps, just like and, you know, your hand drop, your hand drop. Man, no, I got I got pounded, like I got clobbered. But when I finally was able to like duck, and I had that moment, I'm like, dang, you really you you have those milestones of getting better. Okay. And yours was uh yours was Kurt. Mine's was Kurt. That's when I was like, man, like. It was just, I was like... Shout out to Terry Anderson. Man. I was just, I mean, it was just different. It was just different that one day we had, I was like, oh my God. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, like, I I'm, I'm really getting better. Like, I am. Right. So, um, you've been training for a while, Brandon, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I just, I, I always Can say, I box you? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. All right. Look, y'all. If y'all let me, if well, I, I would do golden gloves, and I'm not uh, uh, Olympic. I'm not. I'm just. I've only been sparring and training for like uh, Nick, ten years. I'm a fat nigga that's never been in the ring. I don't need the stats. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your fucking stats. Okay. <laughs> so, so look, if y'all can set me up with that, uh, the whole you know, let me box one. I can give y'all like two days a week. You okay. talking about coming in here and train? Yeah, I can okay. give y'all two days a week. Okay, I mean, okay. I give you two days a week for three to six months. 
Okay. Oh, so, so you see a little different. Yeah, yeah, so something very serious. Yeah. I it? used to be an athlete, bro. I used to be okay. big. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I just get to get a dad and fat. And I mean, you know, your body got muscle memory. So if you used to have two, two days, days a week, back. so I'm not going to change his eating habits. He's not, he's not going to change the eating I will change He eats good. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. Look, though, look, though. I have, the reason I would not be a good boxer is I have. The shortest arms. Look! Look how short my arms. I mean, but you gotta, you gotta use what you get to your advantage. Exactly. Right, right, that, right. That's the Once whole thing. That's what the going. science part. Right. Because right. not everybody gonna have a seventy-three <laughs> inch wingspan right. or something. I mean, like, it's all in how you hey, Brandon, stand up real quick. Me and Brandon, we gonna do this. Uh, the arm span. Like, watch this. And I got Brandon by. <laughs> a whole head. You really? For those of you watching you really? live on the Hoodout <laughs> Podcast, look at that. Oh man, nothing. Receive, receive, receive. Okay, put it back out. Hold on, come over here. Put it on camera so people can see it. Put it back out. I'm gonna show you something, Mister. Okay, you just yeah. No, no, you're good. Sit down, sit down. Now, where's okay? You got it like this. Now I want you to rotate it. Oh wow! Yeah, see, okay. like that. How to use your body? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how it is. He said, "Rose." For those of you that aren't watching the live, Demario just pretty much like stuck his fingers in Brandon's lips. So, what? Actually, we're about the same. Uh, but see, when you rotate it, you're gonna get more. No, so, right, like, see, if right. I got no, mine like what that, what I like to do it because like when you throw a punch, you come out of your hips. So, you know, so it's not how much it's I can do. It's not how much I can do. So, Brandon and Matt are about the same. Saying, and I appreciate who that for having us on here. Thank you. And we do take donations. Yeah. So, all right, and um, contact. Just thank you, thank you, Brian. Contact Columbia Boxing Gym Facebook page. Okay. All right. All right. We just had Breon Houston from the Columbia Boxing Club. Now we're gonna go into the second guest. This is this is the guest of the uh, of the hour for us. Um, I have been looking at his post on Facebook. I followed his life just a little bit. You know, you kind of when you live in this town. You kind of, you know, didn't have a choice. You know, you would, if you knew anything that was about going on on the streets, then you, you know, you would hear his name. You know, he's going to tell us a little bit about his life. Uh, Nene, how you doing today? I'm doing all right. How y'all doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good. You, need to, you need me to raise that mic up just a little bit? You good? Okay. He's tall, so I gotta make sure he's like, yeah. He, he kind of got Snoop Dogg's build over there, you know. <laughs> how, how tall are you? I'm six three. Six three. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I actually get that a lot. The Snoop Dogg thing. Yeah. 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 I'm sure. I'm sure. So, um, you know, just give us give a rundown. Let our audience know a little bit about yourself, your history, and what we're about to hear. Um. Where do I start? Um. Real name Nathan Roberts. People call me Nene. Um, of course, you know what I'm gonna talk about. That person, that, that, they call that guy Nene Nizzle, or more so Nene. But um, what we're gonna talk about is how I've um, made a transformation in my life from being a pimp to who I am today. You know, if you see my Facebook, it's under Nene Roberts. You can see that I advertise or promote my girlfriend and my relationship a lot. So. Now, I know everybody is really shocked and amazed that I would even be in a relationship or have a girlfriend, but you know, I was blessed to 
I was blessed with a second chance to change my life around. You know, I work now, I have a good job, work in Nashville. And um, I've been in a relationship for five years. I don't cheat, I'm faithful. So all that's like really more than I could ask for. So I, you know, I, I really give God the praise for that. Right. That's beautiful. We already know it has a, a happy end. Right. All right. So, so okay. So, Nana, let's start at the beginning. Okay. Okay. Um, are you from here? Yeah, I'm from here. Okay. So we can start at the beginning here, here in Columbia. Right. So, I guess, well, the first moment that it all began. How did it start? How did this manifest? Um. I remember when I was a child, man, I was like four years old. And this, this is crazy, but I remember when I was four years old and I had this dream. And I had a dream, I was like, um, I was walking down a dark hallway, and, you know, I was scared. Because in the dream, I'm four years old, I'm young, you know what I'm saying? I'm walking down a dark hallway, a dark hallway, and I see a door. So I'm like in a rush to get to the door because I can see light from under the door. When I opened the door, I seen number of naked people in the room. This is real. This really happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there was a room full of naked women, and they were all bent over. You know, it scared me when I seen them. You know what I mean? Because I'm a child. It scared me. So I slammed the door back. But when I slammed the door back, I was in the dark. So I went on in the room, and I remember the dream like it was yesterday for some reason. You know what I mean? I don't know why I had the dream. I didn't know in the future I'd eventually see all these naked women bent over, but I did. You know what I mean? So when did you realize? I'm sorry, I like cutting over. I always say you. that because I always, I always want to tell people that because yeah, I remember the dream. You know, but what I mean? I'm sure at some point in life that became a reality. It did. Yeah. And so when did you realize you had the capabilities to make it reality? Though, like, what was like, the first um, time you was like, "Ooh, I can do." I've something. always, if you know me, I've always been surrounded by women my whole entire life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Ever since anybody's ever met me, has always been a lot of white women. You know, what I said like my house was. A place I used to live on Skyline Drive, and this is like in ninety. Um, I'm gonna say ninety two, ninety three, ninety four. But um, back then, you know, you didn't you didn't parade around town with a white girl and stuff. You know what I mean? Right. So my house was like one of the spots where all surrounding counties would come to because it was a lot of white girls, and you could bring your white girlfriend there. No. So you know, so that's why I mean when I say I've always been around women. Way before uh, then, but even that, I would say that's where it kind of started at. You know, so what it mean? was because like a kicking spot for interracial couples. Yeah, it was a kicking spot for interracial. Oh, couples. like oh, a lot wow. of people that's like, if you got a kid that's in their twenties, their parents probably started out at my house. You know what I mean? Oh man. As far as interracial dating. Yeah. And a lot, I can, I a lot of people can vouch for that probably. You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> but um. I remember, you know, I used to... I got a lot of mixed friends. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I used to, um... You know, like I said, a lot of girls would always be there. So, when I get in high school, you know, I'm trying to date. And, uh... I'd have a girlfriend come by. Or my girlfriend would come over. And she'd always see them girls there. So, that would start arguments and stuff. You know what I mean? Right. These girls eventually would get in good with my mom. So, they were there. When I got to school, they would already be there. You know Mm. what I mean? I'm talking about a lot of people. Mm. I remember one day um, I come out of school and got my girlfriend with me. She's seen three girls in the living room. She gets mad and storm out the house. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm asking my mom, like, why you let them in? I done kicked them out a couple of times. And she's like, um, well, you know, they brought weed and, weed and beer, so I, you know, I let them chill. I'm like, well, when my girlfriend leaves, I go in there and sit with them. And I'm looking at them. I'm wondering, you know, like, I didn't kick you out. They all looking at me scared to death like I'm going to put them out again. You right. know what I mean? So... 
They're all looking at me and I'm like, man. They're like, well, they, they, we got some weed. We bought some to drink. I'm like, all right, well, let me hit, let me hit the weed. Mm-hmm. So after I hit the weed, I'm sitting there looking at them. You know what I mean? And I'm right. just staring. I'm wondering, like, why y'all keep coming over here? And I swear, man, like the movie, The Wizard of Oz, played in my head for real. It's like, the, it's like I read the whole script or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> it played in my head. You know what I mean? And I'm looking at them. I don't know it's because I was high, but I'm looking at them. And then it kind of, some like kicked in to where I realized, like, because of the script played in my head, it's like I realized that. Um, all three of them was running from something different. This is why they keep coming to my house. Right. Everybody was lost. Everybody was confused. Like it, was, it seemed like this person didn't have a heart. That bitch didn't have a brain. That motherfucker didn't have no courage. <laughs> 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 you know, it felt like everybody was missing something different. So right. yeah. I was like, okay, let me. After after that experience right there, I started listening to people different. Hmm. Right. I started like you know filling in the void for what each individual each individual person was missing. Right. And that's how it became where, you know, and even not even from just that, like, I was even running from stuff. Right. You know what I mean? And lo- kind of lost in a sense. You know what I mean? So, right. I know right then that my whole life changed. It turned into something different. Right. Hmm. Hey, Brandon, real quick, cut the live feed. Y'all going to have to catch this exclusively on the podcast because it's about to get good. And I got to say something for the podcast. I need the hits, y'all. Okay, cut the live feed over there. Make sure you tune into the Who That Podcast. Right. Bye, guys. The button down there. There you go. There you go. Wow. That was good. So basically, you were there, like, so you wanted... Wait, wait. wait. We're still. Yeah, we're still recording. Okay, okay. Okay. My bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, we're still recording. (laughs) So, so like, so you saw, like, a piece of this chick missing and this Mm. other one. So you would kind of fit that puzzle piece with that one girl. And then you would go to the next one and be like, hey, you know, I got you for this. Or, hey, I got you for that. Right. That's how it started for me, like, far as being patient with them people and actually listening to them. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times you meet people. That's running in the street. They own parents can't make them sit down. Money can't make them sit down. Right. Job won't yeah. make them sit down. And it was a certain thing that they felt comfortable being around me anyway, or they would have been there. But yeah, exactly. I'm not like no mean person. I'm not into using people. It took me a while to even admit that I was even manipulating people because I was always honest. You know what I mean? Yeah, let me let me cut in right there and tell you. <laughs> it's it's funny that you say this because me and Matt were talking earlier today when mm-hmm. we were picking up the drinks and stuff for the mimosas and stuff like that and he was like so what is this guy like is he just like fuck you I'm gonna beat your ass and shit like that and I'm like you obviously have no. never met a pimp <laughs> you know what I, mean? I actually have never man and it, I mean it's yeah, it's, it's cool to talk to somebody that had had done that right. man can I you know okay I wanna listen to you but I mean I, you know I was just curious i didn't know you know i've never met you before so i was like you know is yeah. he cool is he you know awesome or is he you know like you know what <laughs> yeah. you're a bitch yeah like <laughs> i was like and i was just like no i was like <laughs> pimps are never <laughs> like that. you know what i mean you know, i don't know any of the pimp was gonna call him a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> matt, matt was worried he was gonna be a pimp what the fuck i don't know like um <laughs> not, every everybody that say they're a pimp not no pimp that's true and then what you see on TV is like somebody trying to um, reenact what they assume a real pimp is doing right. like you know you have you have 
people that call themselves gorilla pimps. And those people are mean and beating up girls and forcing them to do it with force and, you know, the muscle or whatnot. Yeah. Then you yeah. have people that's calling themselves a drug dealer pimp, where they're really just feeding girls drugs. And they're not really a pimp. You're just really a drug dealer. Right. And, you know, the whole the prostitutes are around you because you have drugs. Yeah. yeah drugs. But then yeah. you have, like, a real pimp, which is someone that has patience to live with five or six women five years at a time. Most people can't live with one woman. Like, honestly, the one woman I'm with now is harder than living with 10 hoes. Really? Because it's my girlfriend. I have to be more considerate. I got to be... You got to be considerate. I got to be considerate of everything. My actions, her actions, my feelings, everything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... And also with being with, like, 10 other girls, it's, you know, you could kind of put off things and stuff like that. Yeah, you don't have to be as considerate as feelings because everybody's there for you and listening to you. Yeah, you know I mean, have a high there really there's no communication. It's just orders. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. huh. so let's get let's get Wait. back. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and tell us. Um, go ahead and pick up where you left off. Where I left off? Yeah, about your about your life. Yeah. Um, okay. Like uh, once once it all kicked in, you know, I, I like I changed around my friends, mm-hmm. and I didn't mean to change. It's just some in me came out. So. Right. And I couldn't control it. It was really destined, you know what right. I mean? Or I wouldn't have had the life or lived it or whatever. I mean, but like, my friends started thinking I was a hater. Because now, you know, normally we would all go hang out with a bunch of girls. We're all having sex with all the girls, you know what I mean? And here I am, here I am, then changed. And I'm, and I'm like, you know, I'm not having sex with the girls no more. Right. I want to talk to them. I'm not going to encourage them to lay down for free no more. Right. So they're looking like, you know what, we used to ride around together and fuck all these bitches. Now all of a sudden, right. you want to start taking the girls to go meet other grown-ass men because we were all still young at this time. Right. So they never could understand that. Even right. my own family, you know what I mean? Like, it got really bad at some point where they all thought I didn't turn against them because of what I believed in and how it changed. Right. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, um, you know, when you ask me how to start, it was something that was already in me. It just came out. Right. Pretty much. Right. Okay. 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 Wow. So. You can't be born with patience to deal with five or six people at a time. Mm-hmm. You can have a lot of friends. Yeah. But you try living with five or six women for years. Like, I'm, I'm in this 20 plus years. And I, like I said, I can't put a time on it. It's something that was I was born with that was in me. So, there's no time on how long I've been doing it or whatever. The patience and that communication was there it's just the listening change right mm. i got i got a story for you real quick nana <laughs> <laughs> so it, you probably don't even know this so i had got uh i got a text message from a girl one time okay mm. and she was like hey you want to come hang out and smoke this blunt with me and blah 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 I was like, yeah, cool, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? I'm young, right, you know, right out of high school and stuff. So she gives me the address. I come out to this house, right? I park. I start walking up to the front door. I'm I'm running back right back to knock on the front door. She calls me. Where you at? I said, I'm I'm at the front door. I'm about to knock on the door. She said, no, no, no. Don't don't knock on the front door. I said, why? She was like, no, no, come around the back. So I guess the back door went into the basement. Right. All right, you starting to put the pieces together here? Right, keep going. Keep going. So, <laughs> I walk into the basement, right. and all these sheets are hung up, right. like cubicles. Okay. You know what I mean? And I guess hers, she had a big one around the corner of the stairs. Like, the door was here, the stairs was to the right, and then right. it went around, you know? And I, wa- 
walked around. I said, man, what the fuck you got going on here? <laughs> and she was like, this is so-and-so and so-and-so's and so-and-so's house. And I was like, wait a minute. We in the whole house. <laughs> Look, she talking about, don't make no noise. They're upstairs. Da, 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 da. And I was like. Was that in Malibu? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hiding out. And I guess at the time, they made <laughs> And now we're here, all right, you know, having an interview. I just thought, no, I didn't get called. Hell no. Them no, niggas weren't about to catch this fat nigga. You got called. No, we were hiding What that was, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I done it for a long time. I, I pimped for a long time by myself. You know what I mean? Like I say, once my friends stopped turning against me, also my brothers and cousins did too. Right. So you know, eventually, you know, it was like they, they were robbing the girls and stealing their money and stuff. So yeah. Eventually, I had to get them involved, or I was going to end up hating them. Right. You know what I mean? Because uh, they didn't understand how they was messing up things. Right. right? So they wanted to know why they didn't have the uh, ism. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they money wasn't right. They see what you was doing. I mean, like, I would try to talk to them about it, but I'm speaking a foreign language to them because it's, it, it's so not the only way right. to know how to get it mean? was to just strong arm and take yeah, it. Strong arm and, and take they didn't it. understand the finesse. Not at all. You I know understand. what I mean? So, what I done was I was like, man, I'm going to spend a year with each one of them until they understand it. And then when one learned it, it was my family. I had to. You a that, free game? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you yeah. don't want a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like, I spent a year with each one individually, you know, until they got it right. And then once they all got it right and took off on their own, then that's what was formed. That's how you um, got what we call the wolf pack. Right, so how right. Many, how, yeah. many did, how many did you teach? And well, four, and how many, it was four guys. So, My, you, uh, so two you dedicated brothers. four years. Into yeah. And yeah. gave them each four years. Four years and gave them multiple women until they figured it out. It probably cost me. It cost me four years and like a half a million dollars. Yeah. Because they're running off women and women are unlimited source of money. And then I'm giving them. I gave them, I gave them. I had to give them everything I knew, and not even compete with them, so people would see them and believe them as being real pimps. Right. I probably shouldn't have done it because you know in the end that I mean, I'll go into that part in a minute, but you can't make somebody do this. If you try right. to make somebody do this, you or you try, you know, a person that is thinking that they learned it, if a person think he can do it because I told him how to do it, then that's what you're going to get when you what you see on TV. Right. You're going to assume, well, dang, man, hell, if I don't want to talk to him, then I'm going to give him some drugs and make him do it. Right. Or I'm going to beat him up and make him do it. And I've seen that with them. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't, they didn't do it. It's crazy they went about it their own way because... If I'm giving you girls, I'm also giving you jobs and tricks. Right. So all you got to do is be cool and sit back and collect your money. But then, you know, you want to build your own apart with it. You want to be your own self. So you ain't, soon you soon they got used to the money, then they done it their own way. Right. Right. So, okay. Um, a year free game. Yeah. <laughs> and, and free girls. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh. That's and it. free tricks, all that. So, my my take, Matt. Do you understand what like tricks and, and all that is? Tricks. Yeah, all right, <laughs> just want to make sure. Yeah. Look, okay, for all the people that don't know, let's, we're gonna do a terminology. Okay, let, let me explain. Yeah, now this is giving away free game, probably. For the audience members, for the audience, this is free game. Yeah. But like, um, <laughs> most people. I raised up believing that you a hoe if you fuck on the first date. 
and you're a man if you pay for the first date. That's what mm-hmm. most people start out dating believe. You know, most yeah. girls be like, well, I don't have sex on the first date because I don't want to be a hoe. That's what they tell you in the uh, abstinence program. Right, that's what, that's what people hear. Yeah. But that's not true. You can't be a hoe without a pimp. You can't be a pimp without a hoe. It's impossible. Shout out to Bun B. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you know what I'm saying? So if she go out and have sex on her first date and she done it for nothing and then you get money and bring it back to a pimp, how would she be a hoe? Right. But because people are taught uh, that whole fuck for free on the first date and yeah. you know, you're a man and you pay for it. They ain't telling you you a trick if you pay for it and she fuck you. They ain't gonna say all that. You know what I mean? But when you don't know what them words mean, then you don't know when you're talking to what a whole bitch trick, pimp, whole, I mean, slut, and all that. Yeah. All them words have actions. Mm-hmm. And when you know what them words mean, then you know how to adjust your conversation to people different. Exactly. I don't right. know a lot of virgins. And I don't know a lot of faithful people. So if you have multiple partners, then you fall in the category of either being a hoe, bitch, trick, slut, or whatever them names out there. You know right. what I'm saying? So, Is there a difference between a slut and a hoe? Yeah, you can only be a slut once. Uh, One time in a day. You repeat that action, then you're going to fall into being a bitch. Well, I'm, let me stop. <clears throat> like a female dog is a bitch correct yeah right. yeah so what resemblance does that dog have with the human dog if you watch the female dog when it's in heat it'll fuck seven eight nine dogs and they'll all follow it that's how you lose your male dog sometimes if a dog comes around in heat Mm. He had to follow your, that dog across mm. town. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people mm. do the dog. That's dog how I, uh, I lost my, my dog Cleo. Right. So, if a person is moving around town mm. or however, messing with multiple people for nothing, because a dog ain't bringing no bone, no bowl, no chain, no dog has nothing. If you're sleeping with people for nothing, this is why we, we call people bitches. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> like I said, about far as a hoe, if you have a pimp, then you're a hoe. Uh, if you ain't got no pimp, then you're going to fall into being a prostitute. Okay. The, the question would be, what's the difference between a hoe and a prostitute? Uh, what's the, or what is the difference? Hoes have pimps. Prostitutes don't. Oh. oh. You know what I mean? Okay. This is interesting. Now, let me uh, let me jump in right here. This is a point uh-huh. I want to... Do you feel like the internet killed the pimp? No, it didn't kill Nelly? the pimp. What about it Nelly? It created one. Its own pimp. Yeah. The internet's its own pimp. But still, without guidance and wisdom, without management, without an accountant, without somebody telling you to slow down, you know what I mean, or right. don't do this, don't do that, then you're still gonna self-destruct. The internet ain't been to make a make it easier for women to get money without a sense of control. Right. If you have a million dollars, you gotta have accountants. Right. You gotta have. A woman's pussy is like a million dollars. She has to have an accountant. You have to have balance. Right. That's why there are pimps. And that's why they're a host. If a woman could do it by herself, then every woman would be rich. The prostitutes wouldn't be walking the track. Right. They wouldn't be out there in the street. Oh, right. I mean, ain't nobody. I mean, some like I say, people that not real pimps and the gorilla pimps and all them different excuses yeah. for what they're putting in front of the word pimp. Um. But really, what the what what a good pimp is offering is the services of proper pussy management. Is what it sounds like. Um. That and if he's a real pimp, him. he gonna sell the pussy. A real pimp would never encourage his hoe to go out and walk the street and work like a prostitute. Right. There's a difference. That's why they, like there's rules to the game where you say, well, you know, that rule called out of pocket. If a hoe is out of pocket, then that means she's somewhere she's not supposed to be, or she's talking to somebody she ain't supposed to be talking to, or you know, so say she's walking the track and she should be with you. 
Right. I believe that, you know what I'm saying, I was going to keep all of them in my pockets because the hoes to me was the money. Right. Not the cash. You know what I mean? The hoes to me were the money. So if the mm-hmm. hoes the money, then the hoes going to stay with me, which would still, you know, knowledge be in my pocket. You know what I, I mean? Guess. I'm going to go out and sell the pussy. Uh, so what would happen if, like, right. one of your girls stepped out of line? Like, she kind of went off and did her own thing. She didn't bring back money. My big thing was I would fire people. Okay, so Because I've been doing it for so long. Yeah. And it was all easy for me. You okay. know what I mean? I started out dealing with the rich people. Yeah. Got, not rich, but got very wealthy. And then thought, well, I'm going to involve my family with this. And brought it back to the hood. Right. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, so, he Robin Hood the pimp. Because <laughs> I've, I've seen, oh, like, on, on TV and stuff, yeah. if, you know, the girl came back with nothing, the, the, the guy would, like, yeah, bitch, bitch, slapped, uh, bitch slapped the uh, shit out of her. That's, yeah. that, that's TV. That's TV. That's not real life. That does happen it does? when you have somebody that's not a real pimp. A like real the gorilla. Pimp. Yeah, the gorilla whatever. pimp or the yeah. drug dealer pimp or yeah. whatever excuse you're trying to. Yeah. Really, you're just a crazy motherfucker. you just a drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? You're not no pimp. You know what I mean? But. It's like yeah, um, people do beat on the women. You know what I mean? I was never found fun with beating on no woman or hitting no, no girl or nothing no. like that. You know what I mean? But so yeah, how would you happens. how would how would you uh, set up a hierarchy and be able to get them to adhere to that that that, that hierarchy? Yeah. Say that again. Huh? Like, how would you like be able to set up structure and be able to get them to adhere to it when you got five six that you living with? Is it just the the fact that y'all making money and you got and you got a, a mastermindful way of well like of like like, it like I said like in the beginning like when I realized this person was missing this this person was missing that and that person was missing that you have a different relationship with each individual person true you know what I mean so and most people on a psychological level beyond just pimping yeah most people want to be a part. Of something because right. because really the sense of community all together is gone now yeah. and and people when they feel like they're a part of something even if it's something like what we're discussing right they they still adhere to it because now they they're around it's people a sense of family yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that like like I say like even to get that many people in one spot and they're all listening to you and sitting still without you having to fight them. Is a it, it's like a blessing in its own if they're not being abused or used or right. drugged out. Right, I never right. was in the drugging people out. You know what I mean? I right. wasn't in the putting people in a messed up situation. I always thought, you know, I want I'm gonna make this the easiest and best way I can possibly make it, which made me go out and find the money for them. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's management. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. So I've got a few questions, okay. but I'll, I'll start out with. So tell me what a a, a normal day would have been whether it be for you whether it be for the hose that you had you know explain to me how your day went um because i had already found the money because i've been pimping for so long mm-hmm. you know i would give everybody like i'm gonna give you three millionaires to try to break and i'm gonna give you three millionaires to try to break define break for the people that don't know like become his wife and get half of everything right you know okay. what i mean like I knew they couldn't break them. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I would, I, I, would, I would give them that. I would say that because I'm giving them the clientele. That's a Pat Riley pep talk. Yeah. I'm yeah. Giving, <laughs> I'm giving them yeah. the clientele. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where they don't have mean. to go walk the street. And I would say that when I hire people, like, you're never going to go look for me no money. I've already found all the money. I like, can I trust you to show you the money? So what a day would be like is um, 
Like people that would give them a thousand dollars to not have sex. A lot of people like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, really, a whole day would be getting up, getting dressed, dropping people off at different calls, and going to pick them up, set a quota, maybe like, hey, we're going to try to make $2,500 a day. After we make that, I wasn't really greedy on the money because to me, they were the money. You know what I mean? As long as we could buy what everybody needed and get by, then that's what the cash went to. But, like I said, I tried to make it really fun as I could, which would, in time, be my downfall because if I put 30 years into trying to all the best people I could find for them and no one's worked hard or struggled at all to get to a person like me to get that kind of clientele, then when the shit hit the fan, it would all fall from the top down, which it did. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> another thing is, how did you get your clientele? Did they call you or did you kind of you you networked i guess would be a good way to put it and then you found these certain people well at the time Um, there was no internet when i started doing this but i was always surrounded by women my house was a house that all the white women would come to so i was already popular and famously famous for having a bunch of women around me so i knew that i wouldn't make money dealing with people my age I was aiming at people that had already retired and trying to sit down instead of taking them to people to try to come up. Yeah, the frat boys don't have no money. My eyes, I was reading people with my eyes, so I already knew. Exactly who to go to. to. Okay. Um, And then for your women, what was the, how do I, I phrase this? Like the the healthcare, because obviously they're going out and they're kind of doing their thing. Right, right. So did you make sure that they were taken sure care of? To the clinic. You have to make sure everybody wear a condom. You gotta stress to the woman that you know you don't have sex with nobody and not even be able to see the condom. Nobody has never have sex with you, doggy style. He could take it off and put it off. Like <clears throat> I went to the feds for human trafficking or pimping or whatnot. You know what I mean? And had one girl had a disease, then I'd been distributed disease, which would have been manslaughter. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. making sure everybody that making sure everybody was clean, that's why we didn't get that charge. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So you have to take them to the clinic. People are gonna get sick. You got to make sure they eat good. I took a lot of how my mama raised me and my brothers, as far as our dads not being around and a different person having to play the role or whatnot. I took everything I learned from that and mixed it into how I would treat them. You know what I mean? So yeah. Make sure everybody eat healthy. Make sure everybody, you know, just it's like it's like keeping up with grown kids if you really, if you were really trying to do it. So you have to like just be responsible. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, you, wow. you're the one I was looking forward to the most. That's what it's about. You have to be. Responsible. It's just like a relationship with your girlfriend. You're gonna make sure she healthy. You're gonna make sure she eat. You're gonna cook for each other. And all that. I never really let them cook. I just took, like, like uh, every recipe my mom showed me, I would show that to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm laid back, so I'm not mean. So if I've already found the money, I'm going to try to make it all fun. I made it fun as I could possibly make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. So were y'all kind of like a big family almost? Yeah, like, like, did y'all spend mm-hmm. Christmases and Thanksgivings and whatever together? Or did they kind of have their own? Like, it, most of the people that work for me, they moms knew about it. You know what I mean? It wasn't mm-hmm. something that was kept from the family and she was just like, some people got found on the street and brought her in. It was never really that. I wouldn't work nobody if they didn't understand what was going on for one. 
and I wouldn't keep nobody away from their parents. I had to meet your mom. I had to know everybody. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, those are those are kind of loose ends that got to be. You know yeah, what I mean, I mean get, I, yeah. If not, then you know I'm gonna have somebody come beat at my door or something. And that's happened before. And I've had people come find over there and grab their daughter out of there, and um, it, it got so to the point where I tried to make it okay. The cops, like if someone was missing or something like that, the cops would come to my house. Hey, Nene, uh, we can't find so and so. We just want to do a run-in and, you know, make sure she's not here. We're not here to arrest nobody, but we know there's a lot of women here, so if you don't mind, can we just check IDs? I'm like, yeah, y'all go ahead. They'll come Mm -hmm. in, check IDs, and they'll leave. So Mm -hmm. did the cops know about you doing this or no? As big as I did it and in the open, I didn't hide it. Really? Everybody knew I did it. Especially when once social media hit back, like, them girls had, had got such a bond together they're like them group pictures they'll be in the, in the picture I mean this every now and then you still see some of them pop up yeah. from way back when them girls would be 10 of them all together in the picture you know everybody like, laughing everybody having like, fun it, it was all in the open I yeah. mean for real you can't do something as big as I did it and everybody not be involved in it, yeah pretty much huh so how were you able to like so you started with three and then from that no three, like those three girls that we're going back to what the beginning of what I said. Yeah, those three the, girls. The Wizard of Oz. Right. Yeah. Um. Though I didn't even start with them. Oh you know what I mean, oh. they were just. That's when it started for me. When oh, that's when it started manifesting. Like, 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 okay, I'm now, now I get it. Yeah, like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, well, how many did you start with? Like, what was did you? Was it just? One was it an old Betty like that was the first girl that just brought you some money back and it was on since then or like? Once I um, see how many did I start with? Cause like I say, all the women were already there. So once I changed, it was like who going who was listening to what I'm actually saying. Right. So that number accumulated to like, like cause I started out with all the rich people first. Right. So I already had like ten, fifteen girls to start with. And then you know once I mean? the first the first uh, results were produced, it was just like who's who's next? Yeah, well, women talk too. Yeah, if they yeah, making yeah. good like, money, like, like if you got five girls with you, then it's easy to hire five more like like that. You know right. what I mean? If I got one girl with me, and I'm trying to convince somebody else to go, it's kind of tougher if she don't know what the hell going on. Right. But you got mm-hmm. five with you already. Yeah, it started out with a lot. Like it was a phenomenal thing. Every surrounding county has had a piece of this. Right. Every surrounding county, from here to Nashville, Brentwood, Franklin, Louisville, Lawrenceburg, Homewall, every surrounding county. So, in a in a week's time, yeah. what would you say your best like top out amount for the for a week that was made? Mm. I'll say the most I made in three days was fifty thousand dollars. That was all from one person though. Oh wow! Breadwinner, breadwinner. One person, one girl went and seen one guy, and um, he wanted to buy her a charger when they first came out. And of course, we're all gonna be like, "Well, man, fuck the car. Tell him to give you the money." Right. And he actually gave it to her. I can't eat that car, wow. bitch. <laughs> he yeah, that's so gave cool. Fifty thousand dollars in three days from mm-hmm. one check. So and he gave her a nine thousand dollar check. Gave her twenty thousand dollar check. And turned around and gave another $20,000 check. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Man. 
And that's like another that's like thirty five hundred somewhere around. Podcasting. No, I'm just yeah, yeah. <laughs> My, so what's what's your immediate big reaction to like to the, the third check coming through in three days and you just sitting there now and now so how many how many girls did you have like in total around you? At that time when yeah, that happened yeah. I think it was four four girls working so out of that four so what happens so then, like, like soon they gave me the money I was y'all like y'all go to the mall like do y'all yeah yeah, yeah 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 like, yeah I bought her this big like three thousand four thousand dollar diamond ring cause she oh. was like the main girl the bottom at the time I was like hell yeah she is yeah so yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, yeah, yeah I took everybody shopping and it was weird because at the time of that happening they were um like investigate me trying to get me at that time yeah. you know what I mean so I, I wasn't remember sure that, man. if that money came from them or if I wasn't sure at the time because they were like they went back 10 years picking up random girls that has worked with me before oh, and wow. was getting statements from them you know what I mean and um how many were they able to find 200 oh <laughs> uh, yeah my Two, discovery was statements. like 10,000 pages long it was like this big and you and you, you almost know you almost know the ones that was just telling it all because yeah. they moved to Nashville. <laughs> and like like why did you move to Nashville? And, they, and I, like, I, was, I was like, oh you just gonna stay oh you don't come back to Columbia. You hate Columbia. Okay. <laughs> okay, man. I'm not mad at any of them for telling you know what I'm saying? Like You gotta like charge it to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean like if you This is why mad at it though. Like I wouldn't hire nobody that didn't look like I went off it's like if you were pretty enough to come in here and sit on that table and you eat her in front of all of us and not care mm-hmm. of us seeing, right? That's that was my mindset of going on how I hired people. I wanted them to be that pretty. I uh, didn't care. You yeah, know what I mean? Give it that. And I felt like shit. If I would do it right there and I give it in, and I'm sure the next person would. But it wasn't that I was looking for this out of young people because young people get women. For free or whatever. Right. I'm looking at this like I know this older guy would do. Right. You know what I'm saying? I know this older guy would do. He fantasized. Right. 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 As a a man, the older I get, like you, I would see when I was young, I would see old heads. They'd be Mm. looking at young girls. Oh no, they'd be looking at young girls and they'd be like, "Oh man," da 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 da. And I was like, "Man, what the fuck you talking about?" Right. You know. But the older I get. I get it now. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, like the bodies ain't the same. Right. You know what I mean? So I right. get where they at mentally. I, you know, I don't be just looking at young girls like that. Right. But you know, I see what they be right. they be trying to say. So, hey, I, when you got that fifty thousand okay. dollars, like, what was the? Yeah, that's the, what. What we is the procedure after that? Because when you got a stable, that I mean, just everybody in, gets and, what they want. Uh, okay, now I know what I'm saying. Uh, when I got the fifty thousand, I wasn't sure. If it came from the police or not, you know what I mean. Right. So there we go. Yeah. I'm thinking, man, if it's their money, they're not gonna let me spend it. Right. So even when I got it, I didn't have nothing put in my name. It was all put in a girl, one of the girls. Well, the girl that gave it to us put in her husband's name. Right. He cashed a check. Right. And you know, say we brought we brought all the money back or whatnot. Right. But um. So did the husband know about you? Yeah. Yeah. He said yeah. the account would be better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is now that this that is situation crazy. was weird because I didn't like when I met her. I ain't gonna say her name, but when I met her, she was telling me she was married. She was in college. She three kids. All that. You know what I mean? And like, um, I'm sorry. Continue. I'm uh, sorry. Like I met her on MySpace <laughs> at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, <clears throat> she's telling me you know, I got a husband, but we're not together. And I mean, this dude was huge, man. Like 
<laughs> 250 pounds, all muscle, about six four. You know what yeah, I mean? Man, he probably weighed more than that. And I remember she was inviting me over, and I'm like, man, I'm not coming over there. You know what I'm right, saying? Hey, you know. oh no, you gonna get me killed? Yeah. She's like, it's okay, he don't care. It's okay, I'm not with him. And this girl was gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> she was saying I went over there and got her, and he didn't care. He would bring her to me. He would drop the kids off. Um, we would smoke weed together and shit. They really wasn't together, but they were together. You know what I mean? They were living right. together and stuff. But it was a co-parenting situation. It was like a co-parenting situation. I couldn't believe he would let her go or even bring her to me. It was times I got into it with her and took her home. You know, I'm done with you. You're fired. He'll bring. He'll call me that name, man. Fuck this. You don't bring it back to you because you'll be tripping, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Bring it back Whoa. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Parents did that too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they. A lot of parents would ask me. How in the hell you make, how how you make her sit down with you? Cause we can't get her to do shit. You know mm. what I mean? And like it, there's negative sides to this. Dude. Even though I tried to make it my best, I made it all good. You know what I mean? There were there were people that got killed. There were people that died in car wrecks. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, of course, like that's. I mean, if you 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 house ten fifteen people for ten fifteen years and let that group of ten keep changing out, and these people are living with you for years at a time. Yeah, yeah. Anything is bound to happen. How many think you? Uh, how many workers and uh, associates? Uh, like, how many employees do you think you've had over um, a 15, 20 year time span? Because they, you said they were able to go <clears throat> back and find two hundred. Yeah. People to give statements. That's their bullshit, by the way. Yes. Like, stop. Well, that's what I was gonna say to too. Like, dude, like them telling. Like this is why, like you don't aim. Like, like I said, I was aiming for girls that was pretty enough to sit on the table and eat. They were all old enough. Nobody, I was never no minors or nothing. You know what I mean? Right. They were always like 18, yes. 19, 20, 21, 22. That was the age thing. Right. You know what I mean, I often didn't hire nobody that was over 22 or 25 or whatever. Right. But um, dealing with people that young, yeah. that ain't never walked the street, because right. I'm not going to hire nobody from walking the street. Right. I'm not going to hire you if you're old as shit. And I'm not going to hire you if you're not as attractive. Just sit on that table. I feel you. But finding all these young, they, I, what they would call that, or what I was in love with was they call it a turnout. A turnout mm-hmm. is somebody that don't know nothing about it. They never did it, and the first time she does it, she does it for you. So you the one turned her out into doing this, right? Yeah. So okay. I aim for those type of people. You know what I mean? Okay. And they, um, don't, they don't got no clue on the game. No at clue all. or nothing. If uh-huh. she was gonna do this, she was gonna do it all for me, and I was gonna make the best I could make it. Uh-huh. She had no struggle. No this struggle. girl starting. This girl nineteen twenty starting out with rich people. Up in Nashville, the big ass houses in Brentwood, the big mansions. They starting out with those type of people getting thousands of dollars and ain't even got a fuck. Damn. That's how they're starting out. You know what I mean? Damn. A lot of people are not fortunate enough to start out like that. Some people they start know. out with a pimp that ain't a real pimp. He take them to the track. Look, see how them prostitutes out there working? That's what you're supposed to be doing. And do it just or like doing, that. You know, do it just mm-hmm. like that. And if you do that, then you're killing a whole pimp whole thing. The whole pimp relationship. has nothing to do with a prostitute. You know that, what I'm that, saying? That's not the relationship. And no, it ain't no relationship at all. She's she and him is being influenced from the track or the blade or however you want to say it it sounds like a polygamous relationship but uh but it's like a family-run small business <laughs> yeah i was about to say yeah. a business poly- polygamous yeah, it's, a bi- it's a business polygamous relationship <laughs> like had i had people that had been through some hell and appreciated being with somebody that would make it as easy as i did mm-hmm. they would have never told that was mm-hmm. the point i right. get all these young people that ain't never been in trouble before soon the feds came to them look bitch you don't tell him that when we catch him, you're going to jail with him. 
That sense alone made everybody tell. Oh, of course. Just of course that. it did. Sing like a bird. Like everyone, because they ain't never been in trouble. You got all these feds in their face. Flashing them badges. You know, was telling them, you know what I'm saying? Hey, if the police come, you're not going to get in trouble or that. But we ain't never got in trouble before either. Not no real trouble, so. Oh, so out of, out, of, out of your whole run, there's only been one real no, no, deal. No. We, have, we have one real federal bus. But right. I've been caught before. When the internet right. kicked in, that's a whole other story. But when that kicked yeah. in, it was so easy to get caught like that because you're going to see people you don't know. Right. And then if you take the person to the call and you're sad, they're waiting on them to come out the house. Police come out and knock on you. Hey, nigga. Let's go. You know yep. what I'm saying? That, that got me busted mm-hmm. maybe like five times. Yeah. So, so what kind of what kind of charge would come yeah. with that? Well, if, if you brought them, that would be promoting prostitution. Okay. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So is that is that a fine no, or is a that fine. it's a fine? Yeah. Really? Now really? it's now it's different though. Now you get a promote prostitution charge. You got to register and all kinds of crazy. Right. Yeah. I know they yeah, turned. It's, it's changed now. Yeah. It would, they, when yeah, they when they started like using the uh, yeah. they started oh, using shit. that term sex trafficking. The yeah. charges hit different. Yeah. They started doing yeah, different. Yeah. Yes. I'm telling you about the first time I got caught. <clears throat> Now, mind that I've already, I'm friends with all these people, you know what I'm saying, already. Right. All right. So, you know what I'm saying, somebody had let me know, like, they're trying to set you up. Um, first, I was, I'm going to say, uh, how can I say this? Um, I was taught how to avoid all of this stuff. Right. Or I wouldn't be able to do it in the public. Right, right around town with 10 girls in the car. And you were probably taught by them. Yeah, I was taught by them. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, the first time I got busted, a a person, one of my friends let me know it was a bust. But if we've taught you everything and you understand what we've taught you, Mm -hmm. then go see if you can get away with it. Go Mm -hmm. ahead and see. You know, one night I popped some exits and I'm like, and dude called me, tried to bust me for like three months. I popped some ecstasy one day and I'm like, man, I'm going to go out here and see if what they're telling me works. I want to know. I would have never went. I don't think if I wasn't high as fuck. You know what right, I mean? right. But I wanted to know. Right. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to know. So I remember going to the hotel room, <clears throat> brought the girl, and I was, you know what I'm saying? I already knew not to make a deal, not to take money, and only ask questions. Right. I can't break a law doing that. Right. Then, you know, you're at this hotel room, you're in your own private. The girl I brought was a stripper, worked at a strip club. So if I leave her here with you to dance with you in your own private, am I breaking the law? Right. That's what I'm asking him. Right. He's like, no. And like, I turned to her and asked her a question. Well, if you want to stay here, that is up to you. You don't have to stay here, baby, but if you want to stay here and dance, that's up to you. Right. Saying it in a way to clear myself, but leaving it where it's just y'all's choice. But then I turned around and told her, I'm like, look, you better, not, you better not have sex with him. Right. You are here to dance for him, and if it's okay for me to leave her here, I'll leave her here with you. Right. So the guy that's trying to set me up, he's like, well... Can I pay you to leave, or can I? Uh, can you go buy me some drugs? I'm like, man, I ain't here for your money. Right. You know, so you keep calling me acting like I got hoes and shit. And at the time, I did. Right. But I was already gamed. Yeah, you trying to see what? I want to see if it works. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, um, just a mother. You know what I'm saying? So I told her, you better not do nothing. I'm gonna leave you here. I don't want your money. So I leave the setup. Right. Go home. Soon I leave, she agreed to have sex with him. Oh wow. And, and was told all about this before we went. She waited till she got behind the door, and how I was talking convinced her in the room that it was okay to say yeah, even when I told her it was a setup on the oh. way down. She still agreed. That money got the setup. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when I go to court, they won't play the tape of me being set up in court because of how I'm talking on the tape right. and asking all the questions. 
This is the first time they ever got caught. You know right. what I mean? Oh, uh, okay. So, they, but they wouldn't play it. No, they wouldn't play it. So the DA and the judge is like, "Well, if y'all don't have no evidence against him, you won't show us evidence. Why is he here?" Right. So the lawyer was like, "Come here, Nanny. Let's go outside and talk." They take me outside. I'm having court sitting outside. Right. While they're all having their in the inside, they would, the lawyer would come out there and ask me a few questions. He'd go back in the courtroom and talk to them. Right. Come out and ask me a few questions. Go back in there and talk to them. That's how I was doing court from outside now. But mm. um. They were like, well, you know, your girl that we got, she's on 12 years paper for manslaughter. So Shut the fuck up. Yeah. What? She's like, she's on 12 years paper for manslaughter. So, you know, if you take 15 days, we'll let her go. We won't even charge you. You just do 15 days in jail. We won't violate her probation. You know what I'm saying? She's on 12, 12 years paper. And we'll let her go. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hell, y'all been out to me for 10 years. I take 15 days to stand on my head doing that shit. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, so, right. I take the 15 days. With so I, can use, I can use the street cred right yeah. now. <laughs> Give me them 15 days. <laughs> I take the 15 days. They end up violating her anyway. She had to do six months in jail. Oh, you know what I mean? That's and that was, that was the start of the first time you get caught. Yeah. yeah. How come she got manslaughter? No, we didn't go into that. Yeah, that's a whole nother. We ain't going into that, man. We got statute of limitations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we talked about the beginning. Yeah. Um... Let's talk about the bust just briefly, and okay. then I want to from there go into how you've turned yourself around. Because that's okay. that's just as entertaining as this is. Right. We need to address that also. Right. So let's um, talk about the big bust. Well, um, everybody's familiar with Sam Barnes, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody's familiar with him. I and like. One day, man, like like a long time ago, I think this is why he wanted to, uh, to come out to me the way he did. It's this young girl that we all know. You know, we, we grew up around the girl. Really, really young girl. Like, she's probably like, I don't know how she was. She come up missing. But, like, they thought, he thought I had something to do with her missing. Right. Because I knew her. Right. So, one day, he just, God had to come over him. To make him put in all the effort and work that he tried to do, and right. laws he broke, everything he done to me got threw out. Right. But he put me on the on the radar. Me on the radar with you the was on the map. Yeah, I was on the field. You don't know, but I was on the map. So you know, so he done all kinds of crazy shit. He won round up them two hundred people. He won got all them statements and did all this stuff. You know, what I'm saying to stop me or whatnot. And um, he got like he probably even got thirty thousand of the fifty thousand that. Was giving him, he asked about the fifty thousand dollars. Right, right. He probably got thirty grand of that money. You know uh, what I'm saying? Right. When he raided the house or whatnot. But um, you know, saying so like he, he didn't. He caught me once, but that was dismissed. Mm. But he, they didn't actually catch me. But when he raided my house and took the money and gave them all that evidence from the computers and all right. this shit, something had to be done. Then you, you know, you had. Evidence of all of us being a pimp. So what they done was charge my two brothers, me, first cousin, and Travis. With uh, it was a whole raid. Wolf pack. It was a wolf pack. It was a whole wolf pack. All yell at once is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You don't remember this? No, I didn't know. Wait, that what was year was that in? Man, 2010. Yeah, it's 2010. 2010. It went down. Oh man. Yeah. First, first they hit y'all. Yeah. And then what? A year or two later, they hit all the Mount Pleasant with the drug dealers. Oh, did they? You don't remember they did like a 62 man roundup in Mount Pleasant. When they got they, they when they got us, but it, they it was wasn't sex up. trafficking though. Right. It was it was a like drugs and gang right. violence and shit. So go ahead. But um, like they built a whole task force for us. Right, not even me to start with. 
And then once they got involved, they put a whole a whole task force for the shit because it wasn't nobody else doing it. Right, you know right. I mean? So, um, hmm. like I said, he was hell bent on stopping me. Everything he tried to do got through out. He wrote his own warrants and all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh wow! But um, he wrote his own warrants. Yeah, he wrote his own warrant. Come to my house, taking girls out of there on his own. You know what I'm saying? Wow! Without even a warrant. Hey, come here. Is she here? Yeah. Get your ass in the car. Drive off. Right. Bring her back an hour later. I'm like, damn, is he kidnapping my bitch? Fucking my bitch. Right. <laughs> Vigilante yeah, justice. Yeah, that's what yeah. he was doing. But like, um, wait, he would bring them back. Yeah, I called the police on the nigga. Like, why are you taking girls? Why are you running off with my girl? You know what I'm saying? I caught him. Mean, he'd come over and just snatch my girl up, throw her in the car, and drive off. Well, there's nothing foul saying that he was going to do that. Maybe he'll bring her back. And that's all you're going to tell me. Oh, but see, what he's doing was getting a statement out of everybody. He's Take him somewhere, I call her some scared of shit. Yeah, yeah, it was fear, fear but tactic. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. doing this with a bunch of different women, though. You know what I mean? And all of that was bogus. Like right. But because he brought all this to the Fed. They had to do something. And they did a proper investigation. Yeah. 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 So, like, after he done all this stuff, seven, eight months went by before they come and got all of us. Right. You know what I mean? And then when they get all of us, they're like, look. Did you know they were coming? Yeah. 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 How, did, how did you mentally prepare for that? I'm going to tell you, like, when I knew I was done, it was weird, too, because, like, one day I'm, I'm in Madison. And, um, I was in Madison this weekend. Like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> and like, uh, that's why I said I know God put it on him to put the effort in because when God changed me, it was over. You know he was I mean? almost like your patron saint. Yeah, <laughs> like, real, that's why I'm not mad at him about it. I'm right. not mad at him at all because had he not done what he did, I would not have stopped. Right. It was too easy. We're gonna stop for it. Right. You know right. What I mean? So. One day, man, I'm in Madison, and I remember uh, I'm at the junkyard trying to get a park with the car, and I brought maybe two or three girls was with me, and they were all wandering around the junkyard, just walking around, right, right. playing, doing dumb shit, and man, God made them look like kids. You know what I'm saying? No, they look just you. like little children. I've never looked at them like that before. Right. Ever. You know what I'm saying? This one might have been 20, she was 22, or I, even, I don't think either of them. Maybe 22, 19, and 20. Mm-hmm. I'm 30, I think I was 34 at the time, maybe. Right. I think. But, um, man, they all look like kids. Right. And I never seen them look like that. And I couldn't shake it. I'm wiping my eyes. I'm like, man, Jamie, look at them. And they're just out there running around, you know, doing little weird shit. Yeah. From that point right there, I couldn't take their money no more. Right, and I didn't see them as money. I saw them as kids. Right, I always look. They always look like money to me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, damn, I know pretty she is. I know what to take her and make a bank. You know what I mean? But once they all look like kids. So once you had that that visual, once you had that vision that day, like yeah. um, you had a junkyard. So when you get back to the house, what like did anything change with your life? No, it didn't change. It was stuck. It was just like so. Yeah. So like, you had man, to, like, it was like so you don't some... want our money no more. I'm like, no, man. And I'm new, and I mean, like, they told me to leave whenever all that stuff was dismissed with uh, Barnes. Just leave. Just go. Get away from here. Yeah. That's, what, that's why you fucked up. You stayed around here. You waited around too long. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Had you left a long time ago, you know, I'm getting cussed out by the elite. So, I leave like they said. Say, fuck the money. Fuck everything you took. And since I'm able to leave, I just go. But I had maybe a couple with me. You know what I mean? The 
the ones I'm talking about. And once they looked like kids, man, I couldn't take them out no more. So then I was just trying to, you know, figure out why it's changed, why they look different. Like, what the fuck? Am yeah. I going crazy? I mean, shit. They look like damn children. So, so everybody, I fired everybody. Everybody gone. So how many wow. did you did you fire at that point? Like, was it that, that was just those three and you had already moved out of town? So you fired three? Yeah, it, and, was, that, it was those three. And from there, like, just cold turkey? Yeah. Wow. Then once wow. I got to prison, I mean, jail. Was like, how many? It was 2010. So that's when you you quit also in the same year. Yeah. 2010. All right. All right. You're yeah. almost 10 years retired. Yeah. Hmm. Man, okay. Do you remember the month? Um. I think they come got me October. October the 23rd, maybe. Mm. That premonition thing happened probably about. Because I was up there seven months. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe the last. Two months before they come and got gotcha. me, that's when all that kicked in. So when, once that already kicked in, and now you you yourself personally on the inside, you've checked yeah. out and you you retired yeah. from your own from your own visual that wouldn't leave you alone, and then they come get you. Uh, how long uh, did you have to? Um, uh, I fought the case. For? I done four years in the feds, and not, so that four years. You know, a few months before, you had already like stopped your own, on your own. Yeah, so, I already had stopped. So, what was the, the rehabilitation like for those four years? It's not like you went in thinking like, "Damn, they got me," but as soon as I get out, I'm back on. You were you were already, Y'all already your own self, right? So and, and when I went in, go. like I wanted to. Oh, that's God working. He made yeah, it was good. God, <laughs> and I knew it was God when He changed the vision. You know what I mean? When I couldn't look at them the same, I knew that right. was Him because it felt weird. But um, once I got in jail, I'm like, well, you know, I had to like flashback of everything I've ever done every person I ever worked every everything just looked over everything looked over every girl I've ever gave them looked over everything nobody had a minor nobody put their name on nobody nobody put nobody on the track nobody saw pussy out the house so, well somebody some, no no actually that was just a living situation it was like 15 girls living in that house right right right, right, right. a bunch of women living there yeah but nothing was done that would give us hard time right and I knew I had done everything right because I made everything so easy. Right, right, you know right. I mean, so mm. when they came to us talking about, man, y'all gonna get 30 years for this, 20 years for that, da 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 That's because that's when I looked, overlooked everything. So I'm like, I'm probably gonna get a little bit of time, but it ain't gonna be what they say. Right, and it's never what they say. It's never say. what they say. You they know always hit you with them big eyes. Oh, I, I caught you with a nug of weed. You about right. to do 10 years. <laughs> like, what? Once I get caught and I'm in jail, <laughs> And I, like I said, I knew I was done. So I'm like, well, this would be a great time for me to actually build a relationship with God because I'm away from all the temptation. I'm not doing drugs. I have a clear mind. I can't be no more holier than I am right now because it's, it's hard out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Went through that whole process, built a relationship with God. I'm in my fast for like three days. And um, I done that because I wanted to know God heard me. You know what I mean? I want to know right. he hear me. Mm-hmm. So he started doing things that I knew he heard me. And if he had, if it ever happened to you, then you know that's a whole yeah. other yeah, realm of everything. You know what I'm saying? When you ask him something and he do it, and you know he did it, then you know to go back against that after you changed is crazy. But that right. that's what start that started for me in right. prison. You know what I mean? So then, you know, after going so to the feds. Have, so hmm. you have four years just to recollect your life. Have you thought about writing a book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been offered 
all of that. I did children's book in jail. That's famous. That's popular in Atlanta. I've uh, I'm gonna write a book about my situation, but my situation is still ongoing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, after uh, I get out of go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, all right. So when you were in prison and you decided to write the children's book, yeah. Like. It, what approach did you have for a children's book with the like, I met a um, producer in Atlanta in the feds, like a real big high time producer or whatnot. Yeah. And he seen like he seen it like a draw of it. I'm a really, really good artist yeah. or whatever. I've seen some work, it's good. And um I've seen some of it too? Yeah. I'll draw some for y'all probably. I'll show you. I draw like really fast. Oh, okay. But um he seen me drawing and stuff, you know what I mean? And he, everybody in there knew me before I got there, they knew I had short time. So he was like, man, you know why you're here? I want you to draw me a, I got a story, man. We put a story together, make a children's book. Mm. And I'll pay you every day if you just come to the library and draw for me. Mm. I'm like, okay, cool. So I went and done that. You know what I mean? That's how that book come about. Mm. That's what's mm. up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we might have to talk about that because I've got some ideas for some children's book. And I just didn't know how I would even go about getting this stuff illustrated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All you need is an artist and yeah. a story. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that, that book was about bullying you know what I mean? It was uh-huh. about the name of the book is Frisky the cat. So Frisky was uh, friends with a bully cat that couldn't read, mm. but the bully cat was always bullying him and his friends. So uh-huh. it's um it's about Frisky teaching the bully cat how to read so that he don't be bullying no more. Right, right. And they right. become best friends, and that's how okay. that's what it's about. Yeah. That's cool. That's what I'm gonna start calling you, Matt Frisky. <laughs> that sounds like a good name for you, Frisky. Well, you know, when I was in oh when God. I was in the feds, I did. Uh, I got twenty eight months knocked off my sentence. Mm-hmm. I would have done five years and ten months, right? But I only did four years because I, uh, I took a class called RDAP. It's a drug program. I uh-huh. heard about it, but it's a very very intense class. And in that class, I had to prove to them that um, you were beat. I was rehabilitated and done yeah. pimping. You know, how I'm approved after them and I'm in there without no hoes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, of course I'm there. No right. hoes. <laughs> so, like, you know what I'm saying? I remember they gave me this uh, this lady that worked with me, this very young, pretty girl. And uh, she was like, you know, I've never worked with a pet before. Most people come in here, you know, hardcore criminals or actually drug addicts or drug dealers. I've never met a real pet before. Right. So, I don't know how I'm supposed to go about treating you. You know, so this is what she told her boss. Right. Her boss come back and tell me this. Right. And um, she was like, you know, in order for me to understand you and how you think, because you know I can tell you very abstract how you think. In order for me to understand, you got to give me the game, All right? So I can see it the way you see it. So I'm like, bitch, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> what the? Yeah, that tripped me out when she said that. You know, so I can understand you all the way. Yeah, like like, and she was pretty too. So I'm looking. You know, I'm in jail and I've been in there already like three years. So I'm looking. Right. Like, are you serious? Right. Like, you want to talk about my favorite yeah. subject? <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? But she tricked me though in a good way. She tricked me into opening up and trying to teach her so she could understand and know how to counterattack right my beliefs. You, you know gave I mean? her all her ammunition. Uh, I gave her all the ammunition she needed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that class helped this me out a lot too. Movie. You know what I mean? It helped me out a whole lot going mm. through that class and but right. the situation with her. I guess I got a year knocked off and all a good time. Didn't go to the hole. It wasn't even hard for real. It was like I was on an airplane five times. I'd never been on an airplane before. I'm 
going to all these different... I mean, prison is hard. It's fucked up. You got no girls and you stuck around a bunch of niggas living in a little bit-ass bathroom. Where dumb like, niggas at that. Yeah, dumb niggas. But, yep. like, <laughs> when you a pimp and you go to prison, it's different for you. Yeah. People, like, don't often see pimps. And right. then the ones that's in the feds are the ones that deal with kids and stuff like that. You got to have, like, some really fucked up shit to go. Right. But they stand our ass any goddamn way. Like, my brother and them and all them, they never should have went fed. They had never been caught before. Right. I've been busted oh, five times. It was first time offense for them. It was their first time offense. And I was the leader of it all. I did force uh, it on them. Did the they hit you with a racketeering or they tried? Mm -hmm. They only hit me with conspiracy to human trafficking. That's Damn, compared conspiracies to human trafficking. Yeah. So, with all these things you went through, all these experiences, these things you've learned, where are you at now? What is the future, the present and the future of Nene? Um... You know, like I say, by God being involved in changing me, he blessed me with the opportunity pretty much to have a second life. Because it's like, I still know everything. I'm even smarter than I was before. You know what I mean? But I was blessed enough, or fortunate enough, and blessed enough to get out, get a good uh, supportive crew with right. me. You know what I mean? Get me a job. I work from the halfway house. You know, you do halfway house when you go to the feds or whatever. Right. So um, I was able to get a job from the halfway house. Got me a car. Got out. You know, kept my job. I've been working from the time I've been out till now. Haven't went without a job. Met me a beautiful fiance. You know what I mean? Met a young lady named Amber. Right. Shout out to Amber. Mm -hmm. Met her, you know. Been in a relationship with her for five years. And plan on getting married, you know what I mean? So, the strange thing about everything I've done and all I've been through is how, you know, they say if you go to prison, and this is really unfortunate for a lot of black men, that when you go to prison and you go back to the same hood or the same place, then you end up falling back into the cycle of doing the same thing. All right. You know what I mean? But my situation is all still there. It's all sitting just like it was when I left, but I was in control of my situation. Right. From the jump to end, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. So, coming home, seeing that it's there, how I left it scares me. You know what I mean. Seeing people that that I mean, all these people only know me for being a pimp. So, right, they yeah. all expected me to get out and do the same exact thing. Everybody did, right. But they didn't know God had changed me, right. So you know, when you see me on Facebook talking about I'm in love and I love my woman and posing her, I I, I took my relationship to Facebook in a way where I don't see men do. Right. You know what I mean? Most men ain't gonna post their girlfriend and brag about it and let her dress like I dress or do all they're not gonna do all that in fear of somebody taking her or in fear of someone that someone else they're seeing see that. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, if the question is where I'm going now, I'm just thankful to be here, thankful for a second chance, thankful to be free and blessed to have a relationship. Okay. You know. And I see I see you guys on there. I thought about it. I was like, maybe I should have them come on there and have a, a, their own little podcast talking about love and relationships and stuff. Because right. I see, I see the post, I see the um, the videos. I pay attention, you know. Right. I try people that are doing things different and different approaches. I pay attention to that. Right. So that was that was part of the things, and maybe one day we'll talk about that. That's you know? fine. You know, what I mean, I'm not messed up with that. Like, right. that's cool. So, um, we do this thing with our guests called the lightning round okay and it's where we and rachel this will be your first time participating in this <laughs> <Woo>! right <laughs> yeah you weren't here for jasmine 
But we do this thing called the lightning round where we just pop off quick questions right. with quick answers. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it, you, you know, if you got to go into detail, that's cool. But right. well, I try not to go into detail. All right, right. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, do you want to start, Matt, or you want me to start? I'm trying to think of like a question. I'll start. So <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to right. ponder. I'm like oh. the lightning round. Okay. <laughs> um, the craziest request made by John. Um, can you bring me a girl that looks like she's twelve? Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Matt or Rachel, you want to take the next one? In in a short way, just so you don't have to go into detail. What was your girl's first reaction like? Did she already know up front of what she was kind of getting mm-hmm. into with you, like your past, or did you have to have like a sit down talk and be like, "All right, so this is this is my I, past." I work nobody if they don't know what's going on. I give a person enough guidance and game up front to where they go be their own pimp, their own anything. But this is what we're going to do here. You know how I do it here, but, you know, I would always teach a person everything up front. I think she was referring to your girlfriend. Yeah, I was talking about your girlfriend, but that that works too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, did your girlfriend... Yeah, did your girlfriend know up front? Oh, what I used to do? Yes. Yeah, she. I met my girlfriend when she was um, 15. My mom and a friend of them came to my house and she was willing to stay there and I'm like how old are you she's like I'm only 15 I made a joke and said um, when you're 21 come back around me and I'll buy you a beer when I got out of prison <laughs> she hit me up and said hey I'm uh, 26 what's up with that beer oh that's so cool from then we got together and stayed together that's sweet I love love stories <laughs> <laughs> What country would you go to if you had to choose? I want to go to the Middle East. Middle East? Yeah. Okay. I want to go to Israel. I want to go to Egypt. I want to travel the world. And yeah. I get off probation November the 28th. I only have four months left. Yeah. Now all this will be behind me. I'm going to strike out. <laughs> yeah, go for it, man. Seriously. It's yeah. beautiful. I want to see the world. All right. Um, at the time, if you weren't pimping, what would be a career that you would have chose? I would have been an artist. I want to draw cartoons. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I can make, I can draw all of us in this room and it look, I didn't look like you in eight minutes. Okay. Top. Oh, nice. We, I'm going to put you to the test. Right, I got a hard kid. I'm going to put you to the test. That's fine. All right, Rachel. So, we were talking about this earlier when we were, we were off air. How long have you been growing your locks? This is, 2010. Right nine on. Years. Nine, years. nine years. All right. See, that was a quick answer. Yeah. <laughs> so that you did about five years. Yeah. In, in Roughly five years. Um, what kind of hobbies did you do? While, while I was in prison? Yeah. Um, of course, in the phase, you have to have a job. Mm-hmm. So I worked laundry. I did. Um, I was like that person that when you get locked up and you come in and get your clothes and I was mm-hmm. that. I was the guy in the cage that would issue after clothes so, yeah you know what i mean yeah. so that's cool yeah like normally you know you might want a bunch of people sending you money and all that mm-hmm. shit but because i'm an artist and that's what's really big in prison if you yeah. can draw yeah then it was all everything was given to me through art those envelopes they want you to draw yeah. through yeah. yeah i got yeah. a brother yeah. in prison shit. drawing the letters yeah uh, drawing on people's walls all kind of stuff right so were you ever 
Were you ever like a Cadillac pimp? Did you have a big Cadillac car? You don't remember? I what had did a you big have? burgundy Broham, 91 Broham. I don't remember. It was like a I burgundy don't yeah, I, I always had big cars. Yeah. Because I always had a bunch of people, so. Right, right. Okay. I had a limousine at one time, too. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> I had it for a whole year. Let me ask you That's this. Cool. I know I'm jumping off, off the, the schedule here. Redheads, did they sell better than brunettes? Were they a hot commodity? Was that a... Anybody white, and I don't mean it in a bad way, right, but... Right, right. That's what people aim for right. around here. Right, right. In Nashville, you know what I'm saying? It, it not really matter in the color of the hair, but um, because I wanted a different variety of hoes right. in my stable, I had a redhead, a blonde head, a brunette, right. black head. Not no black. Yeah, one black head, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Maybe two. I'll tell you something funny. I used to always uh, threaten my girls. I used to tell them, man, one day I had a vision, seen this black headed girl with blue eyes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And every stable, I would use this threat to them. I would say, man, one day a girl going to come around, and she's going to have black hair, blue eyes, and when she come around, everything going to be different. Right. Everything going to be different. I don't know if she's going to change everything or what, but I know when she come around, everything going to be different. Right. Now, funny, when I got out of prison, I get in a relationship with a black-headed girl with blue eyes. Right. And everything is different. Right. Okay. Everything. It is. You see it. Right. Everything totally different. So girls are getting at me like, "Hey, is that the black headed girl with the blue eyes?" But apparently so. Yeah, <laughs> there it like, is. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, do you still see some of your girls out? And you know, do they talk to you, or they have kind of relocated themselves, or did they move on to other pimps because they wanted A to lot still of them do it? Still work, you know what I mean? But I won't talk to any of them. And then the girl I'm with, you know, what I'm saying like. If you go off my Facebook, it looked like she's all down with, with that type of lifestyle because I'll dress her up. You know what I mean? I show her off. Mm-hmm. But I do that because she's mine. You know what I mean? I'm not sharing her. She's not for sale. So I can dress up and blast her all over the internet. You know what I mean? But she's not cool with any of it at all. And she won't let people come around me that's on that type of time. And the people that in my past, I won't talk to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know if, like, I maybe you them, saw though. them at, like, yeah, Walmart them, or something. They might walk up to you and do the whole. It's sad because they're all junked out. And a lot of them are still working. They all, a lot of them look bad because mm-hmm. there's nobody there to tell them no and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's $40 inbox girls. Yeah, like, they need $40. When a woman learned that she has unlimited source of money between her legs without no control, that money and her own pussy will be her demise. So I see them all running around looking crazy and it's sad and it's really fucked up because I can't step in and fix it. Normally I would have. I would have never gave them drugs and never let them get like that but ain't nothing I can do about it. I can pray for them and I can that's all I can do is pray for them. I won't talk to them. So did you ever have any of your girls, you know, you were talking about setting them up with like these millionaire clients mm-hmm. and stuff that actually did like fall in love and been like my you know i want to get out of this because i really do like this guy and i want to be with him no like the lesson taught to them that you don't love no trick you don't be with a trick this is just business and all that whole thing Mm -hmm. right there they're like like every every hoe and every prostitute anybody would pose the question like why do you don't just move in with the rich guy if he's giving them all the money because the rich guy offer that to them but 
because the pimp has manipulated them to believe this is how it's done, they'll none of them will never stay. They'll never go there and be like, well, I'm going to fall in love with the guy that's paying me and then it won't happen. That's why they can't keep him. That's why he keeps paying. And then it's all about with the Johns anyway, it's like uh, they're not wanting to keep them. They may keep them for a day or so because they're fresh and new or whatever, but but they get bored with they them. They get bored really. <laughs> they don't want them problems. Buying, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you're buying something like a item, so they're gonna buy something new soon and get old. So women learn that up front. So they go in and act like they're brand new every time they go and change up the scene, change up their look, change up everything to keep it all like the first time with multiple people. So they're paying top dollar. Yeah, that makes sense. So then, what's your opinion on sugar babies? Sugar daddies, sugar mamas, you know, stuff like that. Especially the sugar babies that are like, yeah, I'll go have dinner with you, but you're going to pay me, you know, an allowance every week all for that, me to be your companion. If there's not a pimp involved in that situation, all that's just simple prostitution. Rather it be male or female. There is no such thing as a player or a, a Mac. You have a pimp, whole trick, bitch. <laughs> John. Yeah. Or John. You know, John is trick, same thing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Pays gave me this common mantra: hoes get paid. I always say it. Hoes get paid, bitch get laid, tricks spend money. Hoes get paid, bitches get laid, tricks spend money. That might be the title of this episode. It should be. Bitches get laid, tricks spend money. Yeah, that'll be a slut in one day. Between a hoe and a prostitute, hoe have a pimp, prostitute don't. When you know that, then you can separate the crowd of people you're talking to. Especially if they got multiple partners. Everybody following one of the suits somewhere. Mm-hmm. There is no. I'd be like people are down the girl for sleeping with a bunch of people, but praise the man for sleeping with a bunch of people. Exactly. Nigga, you just like her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you getting paid from all these girls you fucking, you a prostitute. If you fucking all on for free, you a bitch. You give your money to your baby mama, and that's how you gotta live. You a hoe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this sugar daddy, sugar mama, and all that stuff is just all. It's rebranding. Yeah, it's just renaming yeah. it. Yeah, yeah rebranding. Gotcha. Yeah. Because, I mean, now they make websites that are like sugarbabies.com. And, I mean, they advertised it on, I think it was like Dr. Phil. Mm -hmm. And this woman went on there and she was talking about, yeah, I like, I go have dinner with this guy once a week and we don't have any kind of sexual contact or nothing like that. It's just, I go have Mm -hmm. dinner with him. It's Mm -hmm. the prostitution. A whole learn, a whole that don't know is going to think, damn it, I'm going to have to fuck everybody to get this money. A very experienced hoe is selling time and companionship. Yeah, she's learned from all this bullshit. She didn't have to do if she knew what to say. Just like a pimp, if he's getting all the, I used to say that to my girls. Why are y'all fucking the tricks? If all y'all giving me y'all money and I ain't fucking y'all, why are y'all going to that fucking them? Apparently, I know what to say to y'all. So take what you're hearing and from in here and translate that to a woman's way to when you're talking to them and quit going to that fucking people. People are going to be rich calls and they're running there and be out in ten minutes with two hundred fifty dollars because they ran in there and fucked him real quick and came back out. I would mm-hmm. complain about that and bitch about it. Like if you don't take the time to get to know him, and you ain't in there using your conversation, then you're gonna be just as you're gonna you're gonna be like trash to him, right? Because you're gonna fucking come right back out. He wants somebody that wanna like put him to a test. Where that way, if he's spending two fifty hour and you ain't fucked yet, maybe you jacked him off or done some weird shit, but you didn't have sex with him. He wanted to have sex, but you was outsmarted him. So now he gotta pay for another hour, which is two hundred fifty dollars. That's a thousand dollars in shit, an hour, mm. or maybe. Not even a whole hour, because the people were getting that the whole hour pay in ten minutes. But in time, learned how to 
use that. Yeah. 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 Matt, you got anything? Him <laughs> 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 and I just like locked eyes. <laughs> 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 Matt, Matt freaking out. You're hearing all this shit. Like, what, is what the fuck is going on here, <laughs> son of a bitch? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Take your time, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So, have you? Okay. So you're you're with a, uh, a black-haired, blue-eyed, white chick. Right. Have you always been attracted to white white chicks? White tricks or white women? Chicks. Chicks. Women. Okay. Women. Women. No. Um, I've always been around. I've always been around white women. Oh, like, that's right. Yeah, you told me that. Late white women. Yeah. Before I was born, it was dating white women. So it's kind of something that's been in the middle of the family for a long time. We've always been well, white women. I've never yeah. had a black girlfriend. Really? Not that I don't like black girls. Yeah, I think no. all black women are gorgeous, but I've never dated a black girl because I'm always around white women. And it's just whoever I'm attracted to at the time or that's mm-hmm. right there present, then that's who I'm going to be with. But yeah. Yeah. It just happened. That's cool, man. I like all my brothers, nephews, cousins, everybody has missed kids. Yeah, it wouldn't be as many mixed kids in Columbia if it wasn't for me. I'm telling you, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be all these mixed teenagers just in their twenties right. and stuff. Right. Yes, you know yeah. I mean? I mean, I do see a lot of mixed uh, kids yeah, and adults and stuff around, and it, that's cool. Yeah. You know, that's just, that's just, if the people who hear this, this from here, they probably won't agree or even speak on it because yeah. they'll know that it's true. Right. Huh? So that's pretty cool. You know, you're on the SS uh, Hudat, the spaceship, and, you know, we're about to come and invade Earth. I need to know, I mean, is there a place, a person, or a thing you need us to blow up in the middle of this invasion? Um, you can just send a shout-out to Amber McCullough. No, no, no. What do you mean? So, uh, blow up. Like, we're going to blow up and destroy. <laughs> like, uh, down? Yes, yeah, like, blow up. So like, no, 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 no. It's all good, man. It's all positive. It's nothing, no, there's nothing you need us to blow up? You have no. nothing you need us to remove from the earth before we... California, no, no, no. Texas, right? Sandbarns, anybody? <laughs> I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for him. So That's true. I gave him true. a shout out, you know what I mean? And yeah. the city is, gave me number respect. Everybody's smiling. Ain't nobody gave me a hard time. And you, ain't, you ain't got a janky gone. car dealership. You ain't got somebody that jipped you on some fake Jordans. No, <laughs> Nothing. I mean, yeah, if all positive, all positive, all positive, all positive. All right. I think that uh, even well, where you went to high school, because I'm yeah, sure I mean, they you're from here. School. You probably went to high school. I was like, yeah, <laughs> 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 down the hall with all white. Oh yeah, it was crazy. I think that's the first on the yeah, that's the first ship. Because yeah. like, uh, it's all positive. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all cool, man. So, yeah. Nene saved y'all's lives today. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was close to getting him to tell us who to blow up. But, <laughs> hey. No, it's all good. Today. It's all positive. <laughs> all positive vibes. Okay. Nice. Well, all right. Um, I really appreciate you coming on here um, and sharing your story. This is what I wanted the podcast to be about. Is people coming in telling their unique stories of their lives, being able to tell us things that you just can't hear. You know what I'm saying? Right. Every day, you're, this, you're only gonna hear these stories from. Oh shit! Hey, you oh, they're coming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're only gonna hear these stories from the people in their lives. You're not gonna hear these stories from you know from anywhere else. Just 
as unadulterated as we're going to present it to you. You know, even on television, that stuff is is funneled and filtered and and you know it's produced there's a producer it's produced so but yeah i really appreciate you coming on i thank y'all for having me uh who that podcast and um hey everybody subscribe man it's the truth in there